This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. An exclusive report just dropped over on the Daily Mail. Joe Biden could be embroiled in the FBI probe into Hunter's finances. Experts say emails reveal they shared bank accounts and they paid each other's bills. And wow. That's a huge red flag, especially if Hunter Biden is, is doing deals and he's being flown out on Air Force to buy his dad to China for private equity and they share a bank account. Yikes. Now, I don't know the full details of what's going on between their bank account. Maybe they got something worked out. Maybe there's an entity that actually controls the account and then they just both have access. But either way, if they're using the money interchangeably, then yeah, the big guy's getting, getting kickbacks on his son's deals. More and more information is coming out. We're seeing photos of Joe Biden meeting with Hunter Biden's partners. The lies are just unraveling. I think most of us realize it. Most of us knew the story uh, before we even got to this point. And of course, this is why Twitter was shutting the story down back during the election, because it was really, really bad for Joe. And now we're stuck with him. But regular people are, they're fed up. I mean, we've got 4.3 million resignations in August. We've got shortages of basically everything, cargo ports, railways, everything is jammed up, trucker shortages, and it's all under Joe Biden. Things are not returning to normal, and it seems like they like it. They're okay with it. So now we are seeing Joe Biden with the worst aggregate approval rating of his nine months, and he's already at 43. When Donald Trump was being impeached, he actually had the highest approval rating of his term. So I can't I can't understand how someone could be so despised at this point and not be impeached when Trump could be. Or I, I should say I do get it. The media was just after Trump no matter what he did, and Biden can do no wrong. But here we are. Sooner or later, people have to wake up and realize what's happening. So we're going to go through this. We've got a bunch of news. We have a major scandal in Loudoun County with these parents who have been challenging critical race theory. Turns out, and we've got to keep this one family friendly because it's a disgusting story, a man whose daughter was abused in a bathroom by a transgender student tried to bring the issue up and was tackled and dragged out. The scandal was covered up, and now it is all being revealed thanks to reporting by the Daily Wire. So we're going to get into all this stuff. Joining us today is Vocal Distance. I, I'm going to need you to just introduce yourself and explain who you are for everybody. Uh, my name is Vocal Distance. That's my internet moniker. You can find me at Vocal underscore Distance on Twitter. I'm a visiting fellow at the Center for Renewing America, and I work in the area of postmodernism and critical theory. So so you have these threads all over Twitter just breaking down critical race theory, critical theory, gender theory, all that stuff, basically wokeness. Yes, that's right. I want to um, find, dig up, and explain the intellectual and academic roots of what we call wokeness and the woke movement so that people can understand exactly what they're dealing with when woke people 
say things to them, which to the rest of us might not seem to make a lot of sense, but how within their own internal system it can be coherent. Some people, uh, one easy way to explain it is you've, you've done work with James Lindsay. Yes. Yeah. James Lindsay is a, is a good friend of mine. Um, we were at a, a retreat some time ago. The pictures are, are out there with some other people, and James is an excellent source. He's helped. His book, Cynical Theories, was, was very instructive, and him and I go back for a few years now, and we've been working on this problem. Right so on. He's excellent. We got a lot to talk about. We also got Luke Rutkowski. We got way too much to talk about. Holy cow, was today a, quote, good day. We're finding out that the president might might have inadvertently funded his son's 2018 drug and prostitution binge. We're finding out Texas is banning all vaccine mandates by any entity. Judge in New York is refusing uh, the, the the exemption, the religious exemption to healthcare workers. He's <laughs> actually approving it. There's the freedom flu going around. Netflix refuses to remove Dave Chappelle. Holy cow. I mean, it's just an absolutely crazy day. And we, we, we got a we, lot to talk about. We've been working on the studio, so we've got a bunch of stuff that, uh, that we're, we're putting up that we're fixing. And then I come up here and I'm like, okay, so what, what's, what's the news for the day? Obviously, we have the Joe Biden's approval rating. And then there's the story. Joe Biden shared a bank account with his son. And I'm like, wow, that basically means it was his kickback. It's like, that's it. I don't know where you go from there when the president himself is getting money in these kickbacks and they're just flat out saying it. So, yeah, yeah there's big th- news, huh? There's a lot of implications here. But, yeah, I'm here. I'm Luke Rodowski of We Are Change the Oregon. I have a YouTube channel that is We Are Change. So there's a, having me. a vast reservoir of knowledge about to be released into this room. So I'm going <laughs> to relax, sit back and enjoy the ride. <laughs> yes. Mr. Crossland here. What's mm-hmm. up? Can I can I just add one thing to your to your Joe Biden bit? If money was deposited that went into Joe Biden's bank account or a, or a bank account that Joe Biden had access to, the question immediately becomes if we'll re, from Watergate. What did the president know, and when did he know it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he clearly knows when money goes into his account. Oh no, I didn't. I didn't know. I was just using the bank account, paying my bills with it, while my son was actively taking money from foreign governments. And then I went to Ukraine and got a prosecutor fired who was investigating the son, my, the company my son was was a board uh, was a director at. Uh, yeah, I think we know where this is going. We'll get into this stuff. We'll get into it. I don't want to. We'll, we'll save some of it. We got Lydia pressing the buttons. Of course. I am also here. I'm attempting to more successfully push buttons tonight. Uh, there are a lot more buttons to push than I had before. So wish me luck tonight. And soon to be way more. Mm. But before we get started, my friends, go to TimCast.com, become a member, and you'll get access to exclusive members-only segments of the TimCast IRL podcast. You especially want to go check the website right now and the members-only section for the TimCast IRL podcast because there is big news. But we're going to wait until the end of the show to announce what's going on. So sign up, become a member, support our work. We're going to have a member segment coming up around 11 or so p.m. You don't want to miss it. And uh, just you know, don't forget to like share, subscribe, all of that stuff. Apparently that helps us a whole lot on YouTube. Sharing is the best thing you do. Take that URL, share it wherever you can. Leave us a good review. Let's get into this news. This is big, big stuff. We got the story from the Daily Mail. Exclusive. Joe Biden could become embroiled in the FBI's probe into Hunter's finances. Experts say, I love that experts say, Mm. emails reveal they shared bank accounts, paid each other's bills, and the president may have even funded his son's 2018 drug and prostitution binge. (sighs) We're going to be a little careful on this one because we try to be a family-friendly show. But uh, when it comes to the president and his son, it's anything but family-friendly. From Joe Biden touching children and sniffing them inappropriately to his son doing crack. I'm sorry, we can only cover up so much in an attempt to protect your children's ears. The Daily Mail says President Joe Biden could become embroiled in an FBI investigation. Let me just stop and say, yeah, right. As if they're going to do anything. 
emails recovered by dailymail.com from Hunter's abandoned laptop. His, uh, between his business, uh, him and, uh, between Hunter and Eric Sh- uh, Schwerin, his business partner at Rose- Rosemont Seneca, show Schwerin was working on Joe's taxes, discussing the father and son paying each other's household bills, and even fielding requests for a book deal for then vice, the vice, for the then vice president. Yikes. It is unclear why Schwerin had the intimate role in the vice president's affairs rather than government officials in the Oval, in the office of the vice president. Hunter's claim that he and his father shared a bank account also raises serious questions whether funds from the alleged joint account were used for Hunter's May 2018 week-long bender. Well, look, if you have a bank account, it's got a dollar in it, and then someone puts a dollar in it, the money is mixed up now. And then if you take a dollar out, yeah, sorry, we don't play that game. This is how, like, you know, when the, when the feds go after money laundering, you can't just be like, it's one bank account, but all of our money is different. They're going to be like, nah, you're mixing it all together. They say last December, Hunter admitted in a public statement that he was under federal investigation over his tax affairs. All right, let's let's slow down for a second. So now we're learning Joe Biden sharing a bank account with his son, Hunter Biden, on the board of Burisma, getting paid, was it, $83,000 per month? Yeah. Burisma being investigated, or I should say Mykolas Lachevsky, the founder of it, being investigated by the prosecutor, Victor Shokin. Joe Biden goes to Ukraine and says, if you don't fire the prosecutor, you don't get the, was it a billion dollars? Yeah. I think it was. It was a huge amount. And so they say, okay, fine. They fire the prosecutor. Official narrative from the U.S. establishment mainstream media is, oh, they fired him because he wasn't investigating this guy. So Hunter Biden, who has no business being on the board of this company, a company that's under investigation, getting paid 83 grand, sharing a bank account with his dad. His dad then goes in, fires a prosecutor who was investigating the company. We know this from Matt Taibbi's reporting. Sounds like Joe Biden was protecting his own assets by going to Ukraine, getting this guy fired. It wasn't about corruption. It, was, it wasn't about anything other than his own corruption. So what, what, what do we do with information like that? I'm shrugging do for a, those that are watching. Do a TV show and talk about it. Do a TV Fortunately, show. you already have the TV show, so let's talk about it. We, we can all shake our fists in the air and then tomorrow wake up because nothing changes. No, this dude's a scumbag, and I think this is going to be big news. You can they hid the they tried to hide the laptop scandal the, with the post story. Yeah, you brought up a, a very important point here, Ian. The the fact that there was so much censorship, especially around the Hunter Biden email stories, because this I mean the Daily Mail says that they got this story from the emails. So the fact that there was so much suppression shows that they actually do care about what the public thinks about them. They actually do need the public to acquiesce. And there's a large number of voters that said that if they knew about these emails, they would they would have voted differently. So so th- this, of course, has a lot of implications. I mean, we know he lied about the uh, on the on the ATF form when it comes to buying firearms. He lied about a lot of other things as well. That he should have been, you know, kept, you know, be held responsible for, liable for. I mean, the guy is on video committing acts. There's photos of him committing acts that we can't even mention here on YouTube. Let me, let me, let me read this portion of the story because oh y'all's jaws are going to hit the floor. No. Hunter and Schwerin privately discussed the potential to ingratiate themselves with quote CEOs of the major banks if they helped arrange the request. This is to Senator Robert Menendez. Uh, who requested VP Biden host the U.S.-Spain's Council 2010 annual meeting at his official Naval Observatory residence in D.C. They contacted Schwerin rather than Joe's White House office. Interestingly, we then see this. Hunter complained that half of his salary went to paying his father's bills while he was VP, casting doubt on Joe's previous claim that he's never benefited from his son's business dealings. In a 2019 text to his daughter Naomi, he wrote, 
I hope you all can do what I did and pay for everything for this entire family for 30 years. It's really hard, but don't worry. Unlike Pop, I won't make you give me half your salary. So that's previously uncovered information. Now we have Joe Biden sharing a bank account with his son. This is, let me explain something to y'all. I have, I have an accountant and I'm like, Hey, what can I do to help, you know, help, help my family out? And, and he goes, nothing. Oh, nothing. You cannot do anything special for family for the most part, for the most part. There's certain things like friends and family, you know, with investment stuff. But if you want to give someone money, it's taxed. It's either a gift up to a certain limit. Right now, I believe the limit is $15,000. And after that, you got to pay taxes on it. If they're splitting bank accounts and they're as wealthy as, you know, we know they're wealthy, then this is, what is this, tax avoidance? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. How much money went into this bank account? I don't know for sure. We don't, we, uh, I, I don't know for sure. And, and I think the issue is as soon as they mix their finances, questions have to be raised about any and all of their finances. All of them. Yeah. I was going to say, I heard a really familiar voice, uh, a really familiar name in this story. And that was Bob Menendez. Do you guys remember Bob Menendez and what he got in trouble for? Something about the Dominican Republic and some kind of young women, young ladies. Yes, we'll put it that way. So as far as I'm concerned, I don't see anything bad ever happening to the Bidens based on what happened to Bob Menendez, a.k.a. nothing. I don't think anything's going to happen. How do you how, how, look? It's kind of it's kind of funny when, you know, under Trump, they were like, Trump won't be investigated because Bill Barr is his lackey and it's never going to happen. And I'm sitting here like and Merrick Garland. What's he going to mm-hmm. do? You think Merrick Garland's going to go after Joe Biden and be like, lock him up? He's going to be like, hey, Joe, they're talking about you. Can I have some money? There you go. Yep. I think it's also hilarious that this is the same president lecturing parents about how they should raise their children. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean are, are, are you kidding Low me? blow. Yeah. No, no, no it's let's, fair. Let's be serious here. I mean, if, if you're Hunter Biden's father, you can't be telling other people how to raise your children. Fair you point. can't be telling people to, you know, giving them specific, cause he, he came out and said, you know, if you're, if you're not following the science, if you're not taking these procedures, you're not raising your children right. And, um, again, there's a lot to say about that, but there's just so much corruption, so much dirtiness. I mean, we have the flights to China. We have the business dealings with Ukraine. We have so many companies just intertwined. And, and yesterday on the show, I specifically said, sorry, I'm having like headphones problems and I keep hearing myself back. So I keep getting nice. distracted. Losing his mind. Um, sorry, Luke. It's, it's just weird hearing your own voice, but, but yeah. there's so many instances. And as I said yesterday, you know, this country has been sold for pennies on the dollar. And the way you buy influence, the way that you buy off politicians, the way that our system works is incredibly easy for a third party to come in and to manipulate this for their own benefit in so many different ways. Having dirt, having videos of Biden doing unspeakable things with women, with relatives, with family members. I mean, that's top-notch, top-level extortion level uh, material that could be leveraged that we knew that we know many foreign countries had before. Now, this is what we know. What don't we know about? What yep. wasn't in the emails that we still don't know about that many that maybe foreign countries have that could be using to exploit the current president of the United you know, States? You know how I feel about this story. I feel like 
you know, we get this bombshell revelation. Oh, Joe Biden sharing banks like they're, they're funding each other and Joe Biden potentially paying for hookers and stuff. I feel like I just bur- bur- burst into the room and I'm like, everybody, listen, Joe Biden's a corrupt. And everyone's <laughs> like, oh, sh- we know. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? Yeah. What are you even talking about? And He's- I'm like, but we have the story. And they're like, yeah, whatever. What do you do? What, what, are, are we going to see a, a, a red wave in 2022, maybe an impeachment? The dude needs to be impeached, please. Yeah, but then we're going to have, you know, President Kamala and her yeah. child actors that oh. she hires yeah. to, to cackle and laugh into the camera as she, yes. like, does weird, strange, bizarre videos promoting space and looking at the craters of the moon for some reason. It's it's reassuring, you know, you know with all the economic calamities, with, with so much problems, that, that the White House is spending money on child actors to convey people about looking at the moon. Uh, I mean, are you freaking kidding me? They're, they're so out of touch with re- reality. They hope no one's paying attention. They they want you to feel like, hey, there's so much corruption, it's just okay, it's the new norm. It's not. It's not okay. And I think there's a reason, what Ian brought up here, that censorship happened of these emails. The censorship was crucial. I think it would have made a big impact in the elections, and I think it's going to make an impact later down the line in this political spectrum when people look at the president, look at the clear corruption, look at the clear dereliction of duty, look at the cleared mess left by him and being like, how could we have not seen this happening? Well, because of big tech social online censorship. I would like to make two points. Ab- <clears throat> I would like to make two points about that. The guys in the chat are going nuts about my not being loud enough, so we're <laughs> speaking up. Speak up a little bit. Here we All go. right. I would like to point out, I would like to say that Jean Baudrillard is going to be spinning in his grave over that stunt that Kamala pulled. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely unbelievable because every ounce of that is fake. The whole thing is a prefabricated commercial. Where you're supposed to bring people in so that they can, Kamala has a chance to go out and impress them. So it's a setup to begin with. But it's not even a real setup. It's a, it's a supposed to be a setup of a spontaneous moment, but it's not even a real setup of a spontaneous moment. It's a fake setup of a spontaneous moment. It's two levels of fake. Mm. It's a fake of a fake. It's a copy of a copy. So they have actors who are paid to act like they're real people so that Kamala can come in and act like it's a spontaneous moment that's not set up and prefabricated ahead of time. That they auditioned for. Yes. So you had to audition for a spontaneous moment. What a creepy, fake reality. Who's the last genuine president? I guess Trump was not... Nah, he wasn't He wasn't genuine either the way he said... uh, Now I'm getting that weird tinny sound in my headphones. The way he said... uh, Ghislaine, he hopes, wishes her well. I, I, maybe, I don't know. I think Trump was very straightforward, and he just bluntly said that and many other things. Maybe Trump. Before that, yeah. Jimmy Carter, because Reagan was full of it. I try to watch old interviews with Reagan, and he's just, like, smiling and, like, oh, they're going to. He was an actor, It's all yeah. theater. It's all a show. That's why they're literally building a stage for Joe Biden to not be in the White House. In that's that's as It's 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 played on like, like a theater. Yes. Everything we're seeing is just horse and pony. It's all a showcase. It's horse all meant pony. to fool you into this larger kind of illusion that they actually have power well, over you when they well, when they desperately need to have that conviction. Well, we have more. More news, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden's aggregate approval rating is just getting massively worse, breaking a new record high disapproval and a new record low approval. Wow. This is just, it's getting bad. Disapproval is at 52.3. His approval is down to 43. And look at this major spike. Regular people are starting to wake up to what's going on. Joe Biden is bad. He is corrupt. His leadership is failing this country. We got a southern border crisis, an economic crisis, a jobs crisis, a mass resignation crisis, an inflation crisis, stagflation. 
shrinkflation, just any kind of flation, just make we up got the word. It. Yeah. He got all of them. <laughs> Enough to go around for everybody. It mm-hmm. looks like that inflection point's right about when he came out with this mandate nonsense. It's true. Yeah, right around the time he announced the mandate, when the mandate started becoming big. There was a major swap. And by the way, those aren't actual mandates. OSHA has not approved these things yet. That's right. It was his announcement of a rule to be. And OSHA has not implemented any rules and there's no executive order. Yet we're seeing all these businesses just go along with it. This is is what I think. A lot of people anti-elected Trump. Mm -hmm. As we mentioned over and over again on the show that there was that article. Just stay alive, Joe Biden. Right. And this is what you get when you don't have a legitimate like administration. And what I mean by that is an administration that, that is actually going to do the job, that is actually having the meetings. Joe Biden is probably asleep with a, with a burlap blanket on his, on his, on his laps in the sun snoring all day while Kamala is just like, what do I got to do to make it seem like I'm working? G- give me Kathleen some child Star. actors or something and I'll just pretend and then I'm done, right? That's what we're, that's where we're at. That's, yep. that you are here. Yep. So Biden was unelected and we're seeing the result of choosing people based on like the color of their skin and their gender and sexual orientation. We're seeing Pete Buttigieg being totally incompetent. Kamala Harris just cackling her way through being a terrible <laughs> vice president. It's, it's cackling insane. her way through the it's vice so presidency. It's so bad. It's so bad. But this is what happens when you hire people based on, you know, checking a demographic box. They're totally incompetent and everyone's shocked by this. It's also what kind of what happens when you treat the political realm like a reality tv show Hmm. they just put they want monkey dance monkey dance and then they get entertainers and stupid people in chart doing the dance and the people that are willing to do the dance do the dance and the people everyone else builds spaceships so who's building a spaceship is there i just i just want to mr musk can i take a chance to just drive something home yes we are living in a postmodern era. I keep screaming about this on Twitter, and this is how I kind of built my following. We are now living in postmodernism. Is that why it doesn't make sense? That is why. It, well, it's awesome. not coherent. It doesn't need to <laughs> right. make sense. This is postmodernism. Right. Um, I always say that Trump is our first postmodern president. He was the first president of the fully postmodern age, the age of narrative where truth doesn't matter. So you can see that in the entire media circus around Trump, where even the fact checks aren't real. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You're You're... They're not the fact checks are not to check if the facts are real. They're to check if they're the appropriate facts that they approve of. Right. Are these approved facts? Are these the facts that are helpful to us? Right. right? So that's what goes on there. And then as we as we move through the Biden presidency, everything about it is fake. They built a fake room so that he could pretend to be in the White House. Right. <laughs> we had we had Kamala bring child actors on so she could pretend to be surprised and have oh, an authentic man. moment. Right. And so, to be genuine, allegedly. Yeah, so we had a fake genuine moment. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, we're having, we're going to stage a genuine moment for the yeah, people. Good, yeah. So that the people can have a genuine moment to look at while they're watching President Biden get vaccinated in the White House. The fake room, yeah. In the fake room in the White House. This is, this is all simulation. It's, it's completely, it's, it's an era of complete and utter inauthenticity. So you've got – there is nothing about it which touches reality at any point. It's entirely staged. It doesn't refer to anything. Nothing about it is rooted in the real-world experience of anybody. That's why you have actors who audition for it. It's not just they brought actors in and said, have a good time, or brought actors in and said, here are your lines. They brought actors in and said, you have to audition for the genuineness and surprise. How do you audition for a surprise? How do you audition to be surprised? What does that even mean? Well, actors probably do it all the time in movies or whatever. Yeah. I, I, I think a better word than simulation is simulacrum. 
Yes. The, yeah. the, 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 the uh, simulation implies there's a functioning, you know, system and we're trying, like, is it real? Is it, Someone's no, it's a caricature. <laughs> and, and I, I wanted to make sure I got the definition right. An in, insubstantial replication. Mm. It is very obvious. You know, uh, uh it, it's like, it's like a caricature. You, we're, we're looking at a caricature of an administration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. I would, I'd, yeah. I think James O'Keefe really characterized this well, where he compared what's happening now to 1984, when they're asking you to reject the evidence of your eyes and ears. So I think we're at that particular phase right now where literally we have evidence, we have photos, we have documentation, we have witnesses, we have whistleblowers coming forward, screaming, saying, hey, there's some awful things happening in this world. There's some really bad people doing horrible things. And then the mainstream media is like, it's weather. There's bad weather. And, and regurgitating all this nonsense and lies that is absolutely nonsensical. And anyone paying attention to, to anything that's happening, it's just an insult to their intelligence. I got a feeling that, because it seems like since the internet, I started noticing them lying and creating a, a mass narrative that's not real. But before the internet, I never realized it. But I think they were just doing it then anyway. They're just using ABC News to push it. And now right. at least it's obvious that there's no weapons yeah. of mass destruction in, in Iraq. Yeah. And and it's not just child actors that they're hiring. They're 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 hiring social media uh, influencers. They're they're hiring doctors. They're hiding. Uh, they're hiring other doctor. The other uh, actors. They're hiring everyone to kind of prop them up as this kind of legitimate force. And then when we really look at it, a lot of it is phony. A lot of it is based on lies. A lot of it is based on here. We'll give you this money. Just say these lines. And sadly, some people do that. Do you, do you guys know the story? Uh, we, we've talked about it a lot. Kierkegaard's clown. You know, mm-hmm. he comes out and, and he's like, there's a fire in the back. And then everyone starts laughing. And he's like, no, seriously, there's a fire. And they laugh even harder. And he says, I think that's how the world will end, you know, or whatever. It kind of feels like it's the other way around. You know, there's there's a small group of us. And we're sitting in the audience and on TV is all of these people that are all pretending like there's no fire. And we're the ones yelling back like there is a fire. And they're like, no. And they just they're just they're putting on a show. They're, they're, they're performing. It kind of feels like we, we now exist with a government of people who are basically like, oh, what time is it? Um, what do I have to do to pretend to do the job so that I can get paid and go home? Kamala Harris comes out with some child actors. Mm. Biden builds a fake set. You know what? You know what? You, why? I don't understand the fake set, but I can say Biden likes to go home a lot. Sure does. No, but they, none of these people want to be working. Well, like I okay. you hire people who didn't who, who weren't right for the job. This is what you get. To be fair, I sympathize with. I understand people don't want to be at work most of the time. I can't really relate because I love my job. But I will say that this very much to me looks like a case of bread and circuses. And when you're seeing it in your politics, I think that's unsettling that's a serious issue so can i can i throw something out yeah i'd like to toss something out i think i think what we're seeing is what i like to call the strawberry slurpee of a presidency okay so here's here's what i mean suppose we go back in time and we find some original natural organic strawberries we pick them we eat them they taste pretty good Fast forward to the 1960s, and all of a sudden we can we can farm strawberries, and we only take the biggest, reddest, juiciest strawberries for consumption. We'll call that a productive copy. Well, then someone comes along and says, hey, we're getting those big, juicy strawberries. Well, we can make a strawberry candy out of it. Okay, well, then we go a little further, and someone else says, yeah, we can make a strawberry candy, but we're going to add some sugar. Okay, then someone else comes along and says, yeah, well, we'll make a strawberry candy, but we'll use corn syrup instead of sugar. Then someone else says, we'll make a soft drink of the candy. And then somebody <laughs> else comes along and says, we are going to make a strawberry slurpee, slurpee that is flavored 
like the soda that is flavored like the candy that is flavored <laughs> like the straw. And yes. all of a sudden, you're, you're so far away from the original thing that they're not even comparable. The flavor of the strawberry Slurpee is nothing like the flavor of the organic, of the organic thing. Mm. What we have right yeah, now weird, for huh? a presidency is nothing like what it's supposed to be. It's entirely, entirely what they think People expect a presidency to look like. That's why they have to build a set so they can get the perfect angle so that they can create the image of what they think people expect a presidency to be at the cost of what an actual presidency might actually be I, if one was really occurring. I, I, I do got mm. some, some bad news to add to that. I think raspberry might be a, a better example because you guys know where they get the flavoring for a raspberry artificial flavor? Beavers? Yeah, I know yeah it's beaver say. anus. Yeah, it's Castorum. <laughs> yeah. It's, Castorum. it's the beaver anal Castorium. gland, I think That's it is. Perfect. Beaver butt. <laughs> so, That's so perfect. You yes. think you're eating this delicious... It's it's strawberry, they say. You're eating a strawberry. You take a bite and you're like, hmm. It, yeah. It's kind of like strawberry. Castorium. And they're the like, yellowish it's, not, it's not real. It's Gross. actually it's actually just from beaver butt. That's right. <laughs> That's Biden's presidency. Yeah, you, yes. You're eating some artificial GMO Monsanto gene spliced strawberry shake that doesn't taste anything like it was supposed to. And it came yeah. from you're a beaver convinced butt. convinced yeah. that this is normal <laughs> since this is what they gave you since you yeah. were a little small That's child. The, the, even worse about that is that the, the flavor is not the point. It, it's what you, the nutrition you get from a strawberry. Bingo. When you eat, so now we got... We've got <laughs> mutilated disflavor, and it's, you're not even getting any of the nutrition that you need from the valid strawberry presidency. It's not just Biden; it's everything. It's yes. the whole government. It's it's the whole government. It's Congress. It's the Senate. Mm-hmm. I think they built that room for like implementing a special teleprompter that's really big that they can't big fit letters. in the White House, yeah. or just some kind of new medical device that like wakes him up and zaps him. <laughs> or, uh, there him. has to be some. There has to be some reason, some kind he's, of official he's, explanation. He's, he's got a gigantic series of cables in his back that go down into a massive power system. It's a mm-hmm. giant reactor to keep him alive. He's Robo Biden. That yeah, would yeah. make more you sense. You remember when, um, make more sense. Franklin, yeah. Rose, Franklin Delano Roosevelt started to, uh, he got paralyzed. I think, was it polio that mm-hmm. took his leg, his walk? Yeah. Wasn't but he always he, paralyzed? No, not in the beginning of his presidency. And they hid it for right. like, I don't know how long, uh, two years that. or something. They hid it. Yep. So what I, I imagine with Biden, I mean, the guy is decrepit. If that's the right word, he's like, Almost falling over. He's, he's, oh, that is like, the right word. Yes. Yeah. Like if you listen to ten years ago, are they hiding it? They they've done it before. Definitely. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah, I, I don't know, but I, I want to, go back to your point about the nutrition thing because I think it's it's just a perfect point. All of the stuff that should be going on in Congress isn't. 
None of it's going on. But if you go to Congress, it sure looks like there's stuff going. You've got people in suits walking around, <laughs> very important happy. people. People are exchanging business cards. There's Capitol Hill Police. There's a lot of people that are walking around looking very, very busy. They're holding votes on things. Nothing's going on. It's entirely fake. This is it's- Baudrillard's point, and this is why I say we're living in a postmodern moment. We are living in a time of the image is what matters. The substance is almost Utterly irrelevant, if it's even seen at all. We know they're all lying is what really, really makes me just so sick of all of this. Let me let me pull up the story. We had another story. Check this out. You guys are going to love it. Southwest CEO says he never wanted a COVID vaccine mandate, but Biden forced his hand. Is that what Biden is? He's the patsy. For, for the CEOs, for the establishment, they're like, I, I'm imagining the CEO sitting there and he's like, he's trying to do this vaccine mandate. And like the CEO from some other company, like, you know, AA's there. And it's like, everybody's mad at me. What do I do? Oh, just blame Biden. What do you mean? Of course. You don't blame, you're not blaming Biden for your problems? Oh, Biden's our fall guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all of the problems in the economy right now, everything bad happening. You just say Biden did it. Okay. And he comes out and he's like, I didn't want a vaccine mandate. Biden made me do it. Even though Biden didn't make anyone do it because there's no actual executive order or, or OSHA rule. But it's a convenient out for a guy who's who's collapsing in his approval rating for the Southwest CEO to be like, I don't know, everybody seems to be mad at the guy. I'll let him take the fall for me. I think this is a continuation of the same thing. This is them wanting the appearance of the thing without the actual thing. They want the appearance of bowing to this superior, you know, having some kind of responsibility to what Biden has told them to do, even though they haven't actually made a law or a rule or even a mandate. So they're just taking the appearance. They don't really care about what's actually true. Look at this. Let me read this. They say, uh, quote, I've never been in favor of corporations imposing that kind of mandate. I'm not in favor of that. Never have been. But the executive order from President Biden mandates all federal employees and then all federal contractors, which covers all major airlines, have to have a vaccine mandate in place by December 8th. So we're working through that. Now, that sounds a bit circuitous. There is the federal employee mandate, as my understanding. But this covers all the airlines. That's I didn't know that. Hmm. Southwest said last week that that's fifty six thousand employees need to be vaccinated by by December eighth in order to keep working for the airline under federal mandate. Southwest announcement came a few days after other carriers, American Airlines, Alaskan Airlines, and JetBlue, informed employees of the need to adhere to federal vaccine rules in August. Before the Biden administration's action, United Air, Airlines and Hawaiian Airlines instituted COVID vaccine requirements for their staffs. United said earlier this month that more than 96% of its 67,000 U.S. employees have shared proof of vaccination after its late September deadline. What was the amount of employees they had before this was announced? And also, just to throw it back to what Ian said, around August is when Joe Biden announced the vaccine mandates, and that's when his approval rating Mm -hmm. flipped the inflection point, when all of a sudden people were like, I don't like this guy. Because I'll tell you, I mentioned this on the show several times. I know somebody who is like Biden and waving Biden flags and now he's freaking out because he's like, my job is going to force me to do this and I don't want to. Yeah, um, some people are saying that the Southwest CEO is in the World Economic Forum, is a part of that group. And he's, it's also just very convenient that, that he's just lumping everything on Biden. He doesn't have to comply. There's a lot of other people. There's a lot of unions. There's a lot of big companies saying we're not going to comply with this. And there was even a statement saying that Southwest will not be using the Texas exemption as a way to implement, uh, you know, this vaccine passport, these vaccine, ma- this vaccine mandate, which they're imposing. There's also a very interesting date that they're setting, not just with Southwest, but many other corporations are setting the date of December 8th as the deadline. 
it's all kind of done in, in unison, which is oddly strange as, as well. But again, no one is, is forcing Southwest to do this. It's an executive order. Executive decrees are, are argued. They go to court. There's a lot of very important court battles. So he's moving forward with this. And clearly a lot of his employees, a lot of the people who work for him, aren't happy with this and they're protesting in their own kind of unique way that we're seeing with this freedom no, I don't, that's I don't, going around. I don't think it's protest. I, I think kind of. I, I think yes. There's 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 a very kind of blurred line here because the pilots don't want to get officially in trouble. No, here. I, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't. I, don't, I, I talked to a pilot and he's like, it's worse than a sick out. Like this, I a lot of people want to believe that all these pilots are like, hey guys, should we jump ship right now? And they'll high five, but don't let anyone know because we'll get in trouble. When in reality, it seems like yo, as we've been saying time and time again, you can only push people so far. Yeah. I don't see evidence of an organized effort. I see regular people just saying, I'm out. And that's that's something substantially worse. It's like, so. this is what I was saying the other day. Imagine if Biden came out and said, in order for everybody to keep their jobs, they got to go punch a baby. And then all of a sudden, it's like record resignations, airlines shut down, what's happening? It's like, dude, no one organized an event not to punch babies. They just won't do it. That's what people need to understand about vaccine mandates. It's not like some guy called his friend and said, Let's organize together and refuse this. It's a guy being like, yo, I ain't doing that. Just on there, on his own. He didn't need anybody to tell him to do it. Yeah, that's big. Um, that along with other uh, disruptions in our supply chains, on our in our labor uh, you know, workforce, is, is something that's only going to start from now on since of these deadlines are just encroaching in just a few days from now. So the, there's a big conflict happening, and whether it's organized or not organized, it's happening. And there's a formidable force of individuals, of people saying, enough is enough. I, I believe in my personal autonomy. I believe in my personal liberty. I believe in being able to make the right decisions for myself as a human being. And the media is acting like these people don't even uh, exist. Mm -hmm. They do exist. There's a lot of them. There's a lot more of them than we would even, even know about because they don't want you knowing about this. They don't want you even talking about the major demonstrations and protests that have been happening all over the world. In New York. In New York, in Italy, Italy in yeah, France, France, in Australia. Australia in the United Kingdom, there's been major, huge rallies with thousands of people hitting the streets saying, hey, this is an unpopular uh, policy. I don't want to ask permission to go to the supermarket from the government. I don't want big, fat bureaucratic agents who work at the DMV relegating every aspect of my existence and what I could do and where I could go. I, got, I want to point something out, too. The Southwest CEO is really coming out against the mandates. Sounds like he knows what's really driving the, the work. Yeah. Right. Can I can I just ask you? You said that there actually isn't a mandate in place that, he, that so, the, C, the Southwest CEO. There's not a real law. There's so so Biden said if you got at least 100 employees, you got to mandate vaccines. OSHA has yet to implement any rule, and there's no executive order. However, what the Southwest CEO is saying is that Joe Biden did issue an executive order on federal contractors, which includes airlines. Therefore they must adhere to a federal vaccine mandate. Okay. Now he's in trouble, though. It's it's funny that the media comes out and is like immediately trying to debunk the narrative. No, no, pilots aren't 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 sticking out or anything like that. And I'm like, OK, technically the truth, but they're just not showing up because they won't do this. Now the CEO comes out and says, I I'm I'm not in favor of vaccine mandates. Well, hold on there a minute. Who cares? I thought vaccine mandates had nothing to do with why there was a major flight cancellation and, and why you were short-staffed. Yeah. I thought it was weather. Mm -hmm. I, I, he, he said it was the weather. Oh, you know what's fun, funny is American Airlines, the only uh, airline impacted by weather. 
It's amazing. Crazy. They must fly paper airplanes that get soggy and fall out of the sky. That, I, that it's it's complete BS. They're lying. For him to come out and be like, oh, Biden wanted the vaccine mandate, sounds like he's now trying to placate the people who aren't showing up. Yeah. And he's trying to shift blame on himself, his personal decisions, and blame it on Biden, which I think many multinational corporations have been doing, many powerful interests have been doing, when they implement a lot of their policies that they would never dare publicly even speak about. But when you have a guy who's not really even there, who who can't even speak properly, that's the perfect opportunity to ram through your bullcrap, blame everything (laughs) on him. We talked about this a few days ago. You just brought up this point. I mean, this is absolutely perfect a genius strategy in order to get away with these atrocities that clearly people do not want. People are sick of it. There's also two images going around the internet right now that are going pretty viral. One is a Southwest uh, airplane with a Gadsden flag outside of its window. And another one is someone in a Southwest uniform putting his head down with a sign saying, no jab, no job. Why? Question mark. Father of five, 20 year Navy vet. 4,000 hours Southwest Airlines and a heart that's broken. So those two images are going viral right now. And whether this was, you know, uh, organized or not, I don't think it even matters at this point because I think it's clear with the mandates encroaching, especially on December 8th for many people all over the world, uh, for many people in the United States, for many corporations, that these kind of, um, you know, actions, that these kind of disruptions are only going to get more intense. There's some people calling for a national strike. There's already shortages at Amtrak. Amtrak is already canceling a number of, of train options for people uh, because of, you know, issues with their staff. You know, again, being extremely vague here, let's just call a spade a spade here. A lot of people aren't happy and they're not sta- and they're not sitting down for it. Luke, why December 8th? Um, I have no idea. I think I, I, I mean, we could speculate right now. There's no smoking gun evidence directly saying why, but it could be because it's right before the holiday season. It's right during crunch time. It's right when everyone uh, is going to hope to have money to give their loved ones gifts. So that's some of the speculation out there. That Wait, this so is, you're saying they want the system to crash? I believe there is an element that will profit off of the system crashing, and they're making protocols and restrictions and mandates that will create a situation that will put us there. I do believe that uh, is somewhat done deliberately by the you know special interests and powers that do set to gain from hurting everyone else. Part of why I can't stand tradition, man. People feel locked into this Thanksgiving Christmas thing when you could be celebrating with your family anytime. Do it now before the, before the junk hits the fan. I don't think people feel locked in. People in cities don't. They have Friendsgiving just like they hang out. I love that. Yeah. And then there are families that have Thanksgiving. Businesses like give people time off on on these certain days every year. So it's like you kind of have to live your life around those days if you're in that environment and that can become very dangerous. Centralizing your time is very dangerous. Well, I'm not, I'm not a fan of the holidays because people stop working. Yeah, how dare and then they? you know, and and look, the way the economy works is if other people stop working, I can't work either. Yeah, because there's only so much. So so on you know on holidays, we basically are just taking time off now. And I never, I didn't, I didn't used to do this, but it really is working on the holidays like trying to lift ten times the weight you normally lift. Yeah, uh, Boeing also announced that all employees quote must be vaccinated by December eighth as well. Many other corporations are doing this as well, but this is all because they're allegedly Biden's federal contractors. 
Uh, and, and this is how, again, they're making it so just weird with their uh, mandates, with their, quote, alleged executive orders, that, that it's very hard to follow a lot of this. It's not very simple. I think it's meant to confuse a lot of people. It's meant to scare people. I think there's a big agenda to make people fear, to feel alone, to make them feel scared, to make them feel like resistance is futile when in many instances it's not. All right. Well, well, my friends, my friends, listen, <laughs> heed my words. We're going to build back better, baby, because we got breaking news. This is amazing. 4.3 million Americans quit their jobs in August. A new record. Great resignation trend continues as job market upended by pandemic. Wow. This is amazing news. Let's get a round of let's go, Brandon, everybody. Let's go, Brandon. Brandon. Yeah, this is great. Thank you. Thank you, uh, uh, Joe Biden. Let's go, Brandon, for the mass resignations during a (laughs) supply shortage, cargo ships being jammed up, trucker shortages, Labor, food, gas prices skyrocketing. And now 4.3 million people in August quit their jobs. I wonder what the numbers for September yeah. are. That's when the mandate was issued. And it's also important to understand that, again, a lot of people here are are putting themselves in a situation knowing that they're going to lose everything. And they're saying, I might as well just get out of this crazy situation if they're going to be enforcing this and move on and find another way, find another job. So I wouldn't be surprised if most of those resignations, most of those people quitting were from big companies who were mandating this and them saying, no, I'm not going to go along with this and I need an out. Now, check this out. They say approximately 4 million people per month have been leaving their jobs since the spring as part of a trend that has become known as the Great Resignation. Uh, under Joe Biden's presidency, for some reason, everybody is, are, everybody's quitting their jobs. Mm-hmm. Great. That's, that's amazing. That's, that's, that's good. It's a, it's a good thing. It's almost like well, it's a there's... Good thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good thing. Um, yeah, the, the economy is being reset at a great level. That's what it sounds like to me. I was just going to say, having this many people resign in the course of a month that sounds like a really big reset. Resignation and for the reset nation? Exactly. Yeah. Yes, it does. It's terrifying. I wonder what's going to happen because people who are familiar with how supply chains work know how bottlenecks work, right? Mm. If you get if you get something that's constricting and slowing down. So right now there's a lot of backlog at ports. Suppose 5% of truckers resign because they don't want to get vaccinated and suppose five percent of ship uh captains resign and suppose five percent of say warehouse uh workers resign that's a lot more friction on an already stressed system that bottleneck is going to back up in a real hurry and the question is going to be what's it going to take to be able to get out these vaccine mandates, if if they are the cause of this of these resignations, this is going to hit supply chain stuff, and that supply chain stuff is going to get way worse before it gets better. And the question becomes: at a certain point, how do you even unload those ports? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Well, Walmart, Home Depot, these stores are all chartering private boats now. This is this is it's really really amazing. I mean, look, we had twenty twenty was bad, <gasps> right? And we can say Donald Trump did a good job in 2019 as a great economy. 2020 COVID hits and then things aren't so good. But we're supposed to be recovering. Joe Biden has turned what is supposed to be a rapid resurgence as we reopen into a complete, complete catastrophe. Yep. And, 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 and to be fair, we love to just throw it at Joe Biden because he's the president, but it's his administration. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them involved. If he promises it. something, he should be held accountable for it. He also promised the COVID numbers to go down. They've been going up 
dramatically with more intervention, more government getting involved. And, and again, even when it comes to the ports, there's so many things to unwind there because in the mainstream media, like we saw in this article by The Independent, this is all pandemic related. You know, job loss, economic suffering, inequalities. This is all pandemic. This is all because of the sickness. No, it's not. It's mm-hmm. because of the government. Mm-hmm. It's because of big fat cat bureaucrats intervening, making the situation that much worse and not really helping anyone out, especially when you look at the scientific data and you see direct intervention, mandates, restrictions, lockdowns, and you see places that didn't follow it. You look at the cases, you you look at the numbers, the hospitalizations, the deaths. There's not a big difference there at all. And some would argue that the situation has been exacerbated to its fullest extent with the ports. There's, There's literal ships that are ready to dock. They can't because one of their workers tested sick. What what do many of these boats have to do? They can't just wait it out. They have to go back to their country of origin where they started from. So we're talking about ships that were in the Philippines that are in California have to go back to the to the Philippines. There's labor unions, a part of these um, trade routes that are saying, please stop with these ridiculous lockdowns, with these ridiculous restrictions. They make absolutely no sense at all. The laws that you guys have implemented here are absolutely backwards. Meanwhile, you have the southern border wide open. But if you come into the United States, you, ne- you need a negative test. The word, so, it's, it's, the it's word like quarantine actually comes from, it's Italian from the 1660s, a uh, uh, ship suspected of carrying contagious disease would have to wait in port for 40 days. Mm. The quarantine. Oh, interesting. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You, you guys ever see the episode of Seinfeld mm-hmm. where George Costanza decides to do the opposite of yes. whatever he normally Fantastic. does? Fantastic. It's almost that's like that's, that's Joe Biden. That's what we're trying. Like, he's like, he's do, trying. You know, do, do the opposite <laughs> of what, 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 so everything goes wrong. The, the ports are all backed up, but the border's wide open. Drug cartels are smuggling drugs in, but we can't get our Christmas toys. That's right. What? Wh- <laughs> Why? <laughs> With the, the one thing that should be here can't, and the one thing that's not supposed to be here is. Yeah. Talk about a guy doing the opposite of what's, what's supposed to be happening. Hunter Biden is happy, though. He's getting uh, whatever he wants. So, uh, again, uh, we, we talked about his uh, approval numbers, and we said... Probably the Taliban. It's probably the cartel members that are the ones that are saying we're yes. very happy with what's <laughs> happening right now because everyone else is just looking around. And I think a lot of people are ashamed that they even voted for Biden. Oh, I'm not yeah. seeing anyone support Joe Biden. I'm not seeing anyone make any defenses except for uh, sellouts who get hired to do it. Well, Whether it's influencers, actors, they're the only ones publicly supporting well, them. Hold they're on. having a hard time even pulling that off. It's punk rock again. Oh. Now, now that Joe Biden's approval rating is in the gutter. It is once again punk rock oh. to oppose Joe to 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 no, support support <laughs> yes. of, to support Joe Biden. Yes, because now most people 
don't like him. Okay. So uh, now that most people don't like him, I am. Uh, I actually like him. Oh, okay. Because yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm punk rock. What do you like most about him? His, his eyes. <laughs> okay. Mm. His hair. You mean his, his beady eyes that barely, barely are up? Yeah. Jeez. Jeez. I like his grubby little hands. <laughs> Cheering no. for Biden is so mainstream, man. Yeah, man. It yeah. was. It was for a long time. I wonder now what'll happen now that people are starting to hate him. Will celebrities now be like Joe Biden sucks? No. The question no. for me is. <clears throat> just just looking at how how the politics of this are shaping up, Biden was brought in on a wave of anybody but Trump. Mm. I wonder what is going to happen if Trump throws his hat back in the ring. I don't know what Trump is going to do, but suppose Trump throws his hat back into the ring. Now your people are going to get to say, okay, we're going to run, Trump can run on his record, and Joe Biden is going to run on his record, and I wonder what that looks like. How how what what media environment does that create? What new levels of inauthenticity will the media reach? What new levels of fakery will show up when you all of a sudden? Because when Biden was running, it was always he was basically running on Obama's record. I was Obama's vice president, therefore. Everyone goes, okay, well, how were the years during Obama? Well, that, I guess, maybe wasn't the worst thing in the world. And they hate Trump, so fine. They can pull the lever for Biden. Now Biden has a track record. Now people get to look at Biden and say, this is what we're going to vote for four more years of. Now they'll take Trump. Yeah. We're seeing Trump support go up in, in a lot of key areas. I, I want to correct you a little bit because Biden wasn't running. The media was running for Biden, and Biden was literally in a basement, and they were keeping him there, making sure he wasn't out there to the general public. So so now the media is even questioning Biden and, and being like, wait, 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 hold on. What, 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 what do we have on our hands here? We have a president that doesn't even want to talk to us, that literally says he's going to get in trouble if he gives us a comment. Yep. We're having record low ratings. We're, we're, we're shilling for a guy that, that literally doesn't even know what's going on, doesn't even know where he is, that literally created one of the worst disasters in geopolitical history with Afghanistan. And they're looking around at the utter chaos and devastation. And I think even a lot of people in the media are going to have a very hard time shilling for him again in 2024. And I don't think he's going to be running. I think it's, it, I think yeah. he's not going to it, be the candidate. It's impossible with the, the havoc that he is wrecking on the American people. It'd be too good. Yeah. It would, it would, it would be too, too good for, uh, the Republicans and for the, for the anti-establishment. So they need to pull him out and then get some kind of do over with, but I, 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 I don't know. Honestly, I don't even know who to name. Who, who is Kamala that? Harris? No, no, no way. one likes no. her. No she's, one likes her. She's worse and than she's like horrible. yeah. She's like Hillary, but worse. No yeah. one likes amazing. Well, I guess right? some people like Biden. Who I likes guess. Biden? But I guess not, like like thirteen well, percent of the population. No, no, hold on. Ran, no, I mean. Now hold hold on there a minute, Ian. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> if someone came to you and told you that they liked, say, uh, Giordano's deep dish pizza, Ooh. it's good, right? Now I'm listening. Yeah. But what if you then asked them when was the last time they had it? And they said, Oh, I've never actually had it. Oh. Uh, would you believe them? No, that they... I would prefer not to hang out with that person. But you'd be like, how could you say you like Giordano's <laughs> deep dish pizza if you've never actually had Oh, I think had... I know people like that where they're like, you like, you like that? They're like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, Why exactly. did I lie? This so when you say nice. some people like Biden, I'm like, you're correct. But it's just like that. They don't know anything about him. They haven't followed the news. They don't know or care. It's just 
Yeah, oh yeah, like you know, whatever. He That's, is it's, not Trump, and we just right. we just pull out the, the old postmodern analysis of, of of Joe Biden and say they're not voting for Biden; they're voting for the symbol of what Biden represents. They're voting for the <laughs> media created image of what Biden would be <gasps> if he was actually he in charge and running things. We need it. We need a comic about this. Yeah, right? where like there's the the media's version of Joe Biden. Have you ever seen uh, Ben Garrison's version of Trump? Yes. I love oh it. Oh my gosh, he's like ripped and he's like got a strong chair. Broad shoulders and yeah, come on, please. Glorious. Uh, and 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 I still voted for the guy, but I recognize that's not that's not Trump. Trump walks like a duck and he's overweight. Right? He's been doing better. Yeah, he, he's he lost doing great. Weight. Looks good. But I, I would love a comic of like Joe, the media's version of Joe Biden, like the Joe Biden that exists in the hearts of minds, hearts and minds of the most zealot Democrats. He's like ripped and chiseled with his aviator sunglasses and a leather jacket. And he's in a convertible and he's like, get in, loser. We're saving America. And they're like, yay. Uh, when in reality, <laughs> he's like, he can't speak and he touches kids. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. Well, didn't they do a magazine cover where he was wearing his super cool aviators and where everyone was just like, what is this? Like, we all see this feeble, decrepit old man. And you guys are trying to tell us that he's some kind of superhero. But Maybe Barack Obama was right when he said you should never underestimate Joe Biden's um ability to mess things up i love i love i love the people who are like remember oh obama's only scandal was a tan suit oh my and there are people who are just like it's like the the pizza thing the people who are just like they'll say yes i like whatever you say so they all laugh along and go yeah yeah tan suit and then i'm just like you remember when obama killed that kid that american kid in a civilian restaurant in yemen like and other civilians yeah, you don't want to talk about scandals. Operation Fast and Furious, oh, yes. spying scandal, mm-hmm. NSA scandal, war on whistleblowers, going after spying on uh, Merkel, man. Journalists and whistleblowers more than any other president before him with this one particular law. I forgot the name of it. The uh, Espionage Act. The Espionage yeah, Act. He's yeah, he's more than all other presidents combined. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, there's so many things to talk about the Biden presidency, and a lot of people have said that. Uh, uh, a, uh, a Biden presidency is a continuation of an Obama presidency, and there might be some merit to that, but uh, this would be kind of an unmasked Obama uh, push that literally is just the perfect representation of everything globalists ever wanted. It's their epitome of their wet dream when, you, when it comes to when, – when, when you see what they're able to achieve, a lot of people are saying, oh, it was just a mistake. Oh, this is – you know, there's just an accident. I think when you're at that high level of, of government, I think when you have that much mo- uh, money, that much power, I think they, they play things off as, as accidents and mistakes when in reality a lot of this stuff was deliberate. And when you look at whose interest it serves, who it helps, it's usually the people backing these individuals. It's usually the dark money. It's usually a lot of the people that are behind the scenes that usually are very influential in governments, but they're the ones that don't get voted on. They don't get elected, but they're still there. The bureaucratic state. Exactly. Um, I just I just sent uh, Lydia the... Uh there's a there's a comic book where they made a, a comic of Hillary Clinton. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. I forgot about oh, this. Yeah, they did. The superhero we didn't know we needed. <laughs> yeah. Like oh, evil villain Hillary Clinton. We <laughs> knew we didn't want. Yeah, we knew we didn't want her. I'm gonna. I'll we don't deserve or need. Yeah. No, let, let, let me pull up the story from uh, TimCast.com. This is you may have heard the news. Governor Abbott bars mm-hmm. vaccine mandates in Texas. The state's legislature previously banned local governments and school districts from requiring vaccines or masks. This is big. It's that simple. Now, Joe Biden's executive order for uh, 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 the OSHA rule, 100 employees or more, it's not, it doesn't exist. It was just a press conference. It's not there. There's no executive order on the books, and OSHA has not implemented this rule. However, 
Abbott is saying in Texas, you cannot, you cannot have vaccine mandates. Southwest is based in Dallas. So what are they going to do? Are they going to, uh-huh. you know, so what are, are they going to now, if, if they do this, they're going to get fined, I guess, per, per employer or however it worked a thousand bucks. But think about this. What happens if OSHA does drop this rule? Let's say you're a business in Texas and you're told by the governor, if you mandate vaccines for your employees or customers, we will fine you a thousand bucks per infraction. But then you get the Fed saying, if you don't, we will fine you way more per infraction. So do you think this is why the Southwest CEO mm-hmm. is saying what he's saying about not liking vaccine mandates or mask mandates or whatever? He's got, he can't do anything about it. I mean, you got, it, it, this, hold, I just got to slow down. Pick a side. Mm-hmm. That, that's where we're at. Pick a side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what bothers me. This is an example of fighting authoritarianism with authoritarianism. What, what yep. Abbott did, I think, is a step too far. He, he basically mandated that no one can authorize vaccines. He's telling the no, private no, no, companies. Can't it. He's saying, so, so the federal government said everyone has to do it. Then Abbott said in and came in and said, no one's allowed to do it. And you know yeah. why? What he should have already a law in the book saying you can't discriminate for medical reasons. So what he should so, have said is you don't have to listen to the federal government. You can do whatever you want. No, the, the, the mandate specifically says that individuals are allowed exemptions for religious, personal conscience or, or medical reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is what's effectively shutting down the vaccine mandates that people can just choose not to get them due to personal conscience. There's already laws in the books saying you can't discriminate for medical but, or religious reasons. As far as I can tell, and correct me if I'm wrong, Abbott's telling every private company in Texas that they're not allowed to mandate vaccines now. Should, should they be allowed to, uh, uh, ban people if they're black? I don't know. I don't think so. Why? Or if they're in Civil a wheelchair. Civil rights law? Yeah. Or if they're in a wheelchair. Should 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 they be allowed to, to ban wheelchairs? Or people with oh. like AIDS or cancer? Well, it depends on the job. You know, certain things require certain amounts of activities. So like if you need someone to climb ladders, you can't hire someone in wheelchairs. But that's that's a form of discrimination. Mm-hmm. So if you need somebody to uh, work in a grocery store and there are jobs that can be done in a grocery store that someone in a wheelchair can do, should they be allowed to say no wheelchairs allowed? What about what about a Muslim person? Should they be able to be like, no, 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 get that Muslim stuff out of here? Should they be allowed? They, they, they should. I think that violates civil, civil rights. Civil rights. Right. Yes, and there's also the the Ameri- uh, the ADA, the Americans with Disabilities Act. So now you've got a med- medical reasons, and we shouldn't have to present our papers to our doc to 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 the store to prove should should a person who's got some kind of like uh, not you know should someone have to go and prove that they're the, the right race? And they say, oh, you know, I'm not firing you because of your race because you I don't even know if that's your real race. Should they have to go then go pull up lineage? No, you don't got to prove it. We just make the case when we complain. The point is, I, I, I agree to an excer- to a certain extent, Abbott should, we shouldn't have rule by decree. However, these are different situations. If the law already states you can't discriminate for religious reasons and medical reasons, and it does, case closed. Yeah. If someone says it is against my deeply held moral and, and spiritual and religious or whatever beliefs, they should be able yeah, to Yeah, but you don't have it. to hire someone with leprosy if they come in there. That's different. What's different about it? I mean, come on, bro. I mean, it's they're, different they're, to me and you because we pay attention. But, you know, in the mind of a business owner, who's who's the governor to say who they can and can't? That's a different question because in one case, you're asking about somebody who already has a disease. In the second case, you're asking about not whether someone has a disease, but whether or not they've been vaccinated, not whether yeah. or not they're sick. Mm-hmm. So in the case of the leprosy thing, you'd say, well, you already have it. You can give it to somebody. Whereas in the case of the vaccine thing, do you have COVID? No, I don't have COVID. Yeah, too bad. Why? Because you're not vaccinated, right? That's this. That's the uh that's the separation point. What I would ask is whether or not, for all the people who are pushing the COVID thing, could a bar owner say, 
Nobody with STDs is allowed to come yeah. to ladies' night. We want we want couples to get together, We're and you got to bring your papers. House. That's right. Bring and a negative so you test. Have to sh- you have to disclose to us your HIV status. Would mm. people be comfortable with that? Of course they wouldn't. Or or would people be comfortable saying, "Look, you have to have your vaccine for Hep C before you can come in." Would people be comfortable with that? For me, the question is, how far can these things get pushed? Yeah. And I understand vax passports. I understand why people want them. But the the question that no one has been able to ask to answer for me is, where is the hard and fast line that yeah. it stops? No one's been able to give me an answer to that. And that's why I'm so skeptical yeah. of them. Let's add another element here. Let's talk about this you know, vaccine that stops STDs. The vaccine that stops this hypothetical that we're talking about doesn't stop STDs. It doesn't prevent the spread of STDs. It doesn't stop people from having STDs as well on top of all of this, which people need to understand the greater point here. So, so, you know, there's so many different ways that people could take this. There's, if, if we're starting to discriminate against people because of their medical personal choices and decisions, you know, let's first discuss that. And even on those merits, whether the, you know, the effectiveness of the vaccine, the transmission of the vaccine, uh, natural immunity, I think that conversation needs to happen in its first place. The second thing is no one should be telling me what to do. A government shouldn't be controlling every aspect of my existence because, because if they could do this with the vaccine, they could do this with almost every other aspect of our existence. And so, Ab- Abbott's basically telling business owners what to do. He's saying you cannot. He signed an executive order saying that vaccine mandates are not allowed by any entity. Right. So, so it's a form of authoritarianism now. Maybe he did the right thing. I I'm disagree just saying, because he's standing up for people's civil rights. He's standing up for people's personal decisions. He, he's standing up to the current kind of HIPAA laws that are out there that says that people can't but, be discriminated against and have to that, divulge that, their medical history anytime. already uh, evident. He doesn't need to mandate uh, civil rights to people. He just needs to protect them from does, the federal government's overreach. That's, that's South, Southwest doing, yeah. is literally violating social norms and law. Then they can go work at a different a Texas. I mean, this is the. I think so, when so it starts Ian, to break down is when it's a when it's a national company with with a satellite in Texas. This, this, is, this, is, this is really interesting because we did have this conversation before. It may have been with Michael Malice. the The argument you're making is the argument that was made by by conservatives and um, maybe, maybe conservatives isn't the right word, but it was made by the the Democrats to stop civil rights. Mm-hmm. They said the government should not have the authority to mandate a private business. You know, uh, not discriminated. They, they can serve whoever they want. If someone doesn't want to work there or someone doesn't want to go, they don't have to go there. That was always the argument. Then you had the, the social, uh, you know, the people fighting for civil rights, specifically saying public accommodations are shared by all. If we're all paying taxes into it, then we should all be able to utilize these services. My view of it is if there is limited space in the commons and there is a building occupying space in that commons and my tax dollars go towards infrastructure, plumbing, fire department, EMS on all that. They should not be allowed to discriminate against me or anybody else uh, on specific grounds that, of course, we need to sort through an outline. Now, we have outlines, many of them, religious reasons. You can't put up a sign saying no Muslims allowed. Hmm. You can't mandate that people eat bacon to enter your store because that would very seriously, someone walk in. I mean, maybe you can, but then if someone who was Muslim walked up and they said, do it, you'd be like, you can't do that. That's discrimination on the basis of my religion. And you'd probably get in trouble. There's a guy who went to jail for throwing bacon at a, at a mosque. So, so right now, Abbott is basically saying these, these mandates just violate so many of our non-discrimination laws. You can't do this. Public accommodation is for all. If we are paying taxes into it, we are a community to maintain social cohesion. You cannot restrict access to someone on the basis of their medical reasons or religious reasons or personal moral conscious reasons. 
Now it's tough. It is because personal moral conscience is, is, is a broad term. But he said that in his executive order because it's basically about religion. There's a lot of people who are saying, oh, but the Pope said they can get the vaccine, even though it's you, they, they use fetal cells to make it in the testing process and in other vaccines. They literally use it and they use it in testing for a bunch of other medicines. The Pope says it's fine. Well, I don't care what the Pope thinks. And I'm, su- I'm sure there's a whole lot of other Catholics who don't care that the Pope has said that. They're like, no, that, that, that goes against our religious values. So if we already have the laws on the books, then him simply saying, hey, guys, I am reinforcing that you cannot discriminate. So I guess we're all in agreement that sometimes authoritarianism is necessary and good. No, no, well, that's what Abbott just did. Hold on there. Hold on there a minute. You mean decades of civil rights work to get laws put on the books through legislation and elected representatives who then voted on it is authoritarianism? No, I'm saying him making a decree like this is authoritarianism. Making a decree to reinstate, to, to, to reaffirm what yeah. is already just like, just like law. desegregating schools. That was authoritarianism. You can see how it works sometimes. Desegregating schools was the part of a long process that was re- resulted in a republic having a vote on an issue. So authoritarianism was when everyone just falls in line and adheres to the authority, like the woke cult. When people have strong objections and, 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 and disagreements, and then we say, hey, we all have finally agreed this is the line. You have to, you can't discriminate. And it was through a democratic elect, representative process Sure, you can argue that people are, oh, no, they have to adhere to the authority of the state because we all agreed to it. But there's a big difference between we fought long and hard. We won over hearts and minds. We got our elected representatives put in office. They voted for it. Then the Supreme Court upheld it. And now we're at a point where the governor is saying, guys, the the law is clear. You can't do this. I am not going to allow you to because as the head of the executive branch of my state, I am here to enforce the laws that already exist. That's not authoritarianism. Joe Biden issuing an edict where he convinces people there's a law in the books when there isn't, and they all start following him. That's authoritarianism. It's mm. both. It's just two go- two governors making declarations about what to do, mm. telling people what they can and can't is, do. Wait, wait. Is your, objection that, is your objection that it was made by the governor and not by the state legislature? Definitely. Okay. Firstly. And secondly, I don't like the government telling private companies what they can and can't do. I'm very nervous and reticent about that kind of thing, so I noticed it when it happened. I, I don't think this is authoritarianism, Ian. I think this is simply him reinforcing the fact that we have civil rights and that no one should have the right to require someone to get a medical procedure if they don't want it. This has always been the case. This is just him reminding everyone that this is the case and not, he's not even necessarily putting well, anything new into effect. Am look, I look, wrong? Let me ask another question. If, uh, if a bunch of businesses in Texas started banning black people and then he issued an executive order saying the banning of black people is prohibited, would you call that authoritarianism? Yeah, but it's, there's already a law in the book through a democratic process. Well, him saying something skin that already color exists. is different than disease. Um, you know, you can suspend habeas corpus in times of great disease. I mean, you maybe can is obviously you can, but or you I I don't think it's not about disease. It's about vaccination. Mm-hmm. If this was about if there's nothing in there that prevents a co- uh, a company from saying we'd like you to take an, a rapid antigen COVID test before you enter our business right. or present a rapid antigen COVID test. We don't want anyone with COVID, but that's not what that's about. This is about vaccination, not disease. And I think there's a dividing line there. If a business wants to say, look, we're only going to have people come in who have tested negative for COVID, I would say, all right, well, if you want to make everyone take an antigen test before they come in or present an antigen test, I guess you want to do that. That's fine. Yeah. But there's a difference between saying you have to give us an, uh, an antigen test so that we know whether you have COVID or not. We're keeping the COVID out, not you, on the one hand, or on the other hand, say only if you're vaccinated. Because then 
I mean, think of the, the absurdity that comes in. The guy who says, I've tested negative for COVID. I don't have COVID. I can't go in. And another guy says, I tested positive for COVID, but I'm vaxxed. See you right. all there. Yeah. And many There's, people who do take the vaccine do test positive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, someone with a breakthrough case can go in with COVID and cough all over everywhere because they're vaccinated. And someone who's not who's not sick, doesn't have COVID, and has tested negative, can't go in because he's not vaccinated. Right. This is not about disease. It's about using the withdrawal of the ability to use services as a cudgel to beat people who aren't getting vaccinated. And that's, I think, a difference. And I, I want to break this down, what we're seeing at the federal level with Biden and the Democrats versus Texas. With Joe Biden, on multiple occasions now, he said, the legislator, legislature be damned. Mm-hmm. I will exact executive decree on the eviction moratorium. And now with the with the OSHA rule, those things need to go through the Congress. We also have the Supreme Court saying no to him with the with the eviction moratorium and him being like, don't care. I'll do it anyway. And he did. And then Democrats cheered for it. Abbott is saying, guys, there are laws in the book saying you can't do this. And I am obligated to enforce those. I am telling you right now, this cannot be done as per existing law. Yeah. Florida it's is also doing a similar difference. thing. Yeah. Florida is doing a similar thing, saying you can't discriminate against someone. You can't force them to do this, uh, especially if they have religious exemptions. A judge in New, in New York just upheld religious exemptions for healthcare workers. So legal lease, uh, right now, this is being decided in the high courts. And a lot of people are siding with you have a right not to comply with this mandate that they're trying to force on you. And this is something that's you know imperative. This is something that's important. This is something that provides people liberties and freedoms that historically throughout life they never really had ever. Uh, and now uh, they're finally given this ability that's slowly being eradicated, slowly being taken away from them. And people are saying, no, this is just absolutely ridiculous. This is over the top. This is draconian. This is totalitarian. And people trying to stand up against it are, are not using that same kind of force and energy. Uh, they're trying to stop a lot of that I- intrusion into our personal lives. Yeah, we have, we have the story from Gothamist, actually. Courts side with New York healthcare workers seeking religious exemptions reject vaccine appeal by NYC teachers. They report that New York can't stop hospital and nursing home workers from seeking religious exemptions to the state's COVID-19 vaccine mandate, a federal judge ruled Tuesday. Requiring workers to get vaccinated without allowing such exemptions conflicts with longstanding federal protections for religious beliefs. Judge David Hurd of the U.S. District Court of the Northern District of New York wrote in his decision, the policy requiring all hospital nursing, nursing home and home care staff to get vaccinated against COVID was initially issued under Cuomo. We get the point. Point is, the law already exists and it's clear. You can't do that. It's not authoritarian when we fought long and hard, had elected representatives vote on something. That's literally a constitutional republic process. Joe Biden being like, nah, don't care. Cuomo being like, so what? Don't care. Mm-hmm. Cuomo, with the law on the book saying you couldn't do this, said, I hereby decree. That's authoritarianism. Yeah, when you look at the implications of both of these policies, you clearly see one where you have government agents intruding into people's lives, punishing them, taking uh, something away, uh, and, and issuing fines for not going through another hoop that they literally made up. Uh, that hoop is a very important one. It's a, it's a very big one, and it has a lot of big implications because if the government could do this, people could argue based on health policy, they could also do it to obese people and fat people because of the same kind of health guidelines for the greater good of everyone. The government you know Bloomberg decides, wants to. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Centralized government arguing for the greater good of everyone. It's, it's literally the recipe for disaster all throughout human history, and it's being repeated now by individuals saying, yeah, you know, fighting back against it is, is futile. Oh, it's bad as well. It's not. Do you guys think that vaccine mandates are unconstitutional across the board? 
No. What's no? what's an instance where it's not? So there there have been certain there, there are certain circumstances where I think vaccines can be mandated. But but the, what you need to understand is that there's also a scale of acceptable risk. Meaning, if you've got an airborne Ebola with a fifty percent mortality rate, oh. you're not going to have to worry about anything. People are going to be panicking and begging to be a part of the vaccination program. But we're dealing with COVID, which is serious, and long COVID is serious. And I, I don't know the exact percentages, but you know we don't want people to get sick and die. At the same time. The, 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 the rate for individuals healthy and under the age of 40 is substantially lower. So we're dealing with a nuanced political circumstance. That being said, there, there are some times like in the military, for instance, they've mandated tons of vaccines. The difference here with COVID is that it's new. And, um, you know, I, I, I talked about this quite a bit. When you join the military, they, you know, when you're in basic training, they give you a whole bunch of vaccines. You can require certain vaccines for travel for certain work, right? So when I was traveling to like Venezuela and Egypt, yellow fever vaccination is a requirement. Because it's a, it was an insurance requirement. And this is different. This is the company saying, we're not firing you. We're just telling you, like, if you want to be the guy who gets to go to Venezuela, like, yo, you got to get a, you got a yellow fever shot. And so I did. And I went to the doctor and he gave me the shot. And it was, it was I think the yellow fever one hurt. No, it was the yellow fever one. I don't know. One of them goes in your skin. It sucks. Yeah, that I understand. Subcutaneous. But if you're going to say <clears throat> a public accommodation, buying a sandwich with on, on a street that you, you are f- obligated to pay for. Right, we all, we all know how Luke feels about taxation. Uh-huh. I think it's just for employees. At the very, it? It's just for employees. No, in New York, the mandates are you can't even go inside. Same yeah. in Italy, yeah. So that, that's the other thing too. Let's okay, let's let's talk about employers first of all. For for the regular for a regular person, it shouldn't be allowed. But let's talk about healthcare workers seeking religious exemptions. You know, these hospitals receive public funding. That's my understanding, right? They're on public streets. So you're telling me I have to pay for it, and then you're banning me from using it because of what I my religion. No, we already have a law saying you can't discriminate on the basis of religion. Now, there's reasonable, reasonable exemptions to that. Like, if you believe in sacrificing goats, they're not going to let you do it in public, like in the middle of the street. And 50% Ebola death, then damn your religion and take it anyway. See, the, the, the difference there is when we're dealing with issues of, like, viruses that aren't all identical, people have different expectations for the risks they're facing. With COVID, it is clear that there's a large percentage of people who don't believe the risk is, is warrants a sac- sacrifice of such great loss of freedoms. When it came to the Civil War, people are like, eh, Abraham Lincoln did a good thing and, you know, in, 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 st- in fighting the war, slavery needed to be ended. There's a great moral injustice. And so people need, I've talked about this before that we all are trying to figure out where the line is and what we're willing to accept when we take certain actions. When it comes to an airborne Ebola, like people's insides are being liquefied, we're like, yo, we got to do something about this. And if you're looking at a 20% mortality rate and a vaccine that has like a 0.01% risk factor, most people are going to be like, I'll take it. But when you're dealing with this, there's one report saying that the, the, the risk factor for, for, a, for a, a, a boy under 18, uh, there's one study that came out saying the myocarditis was a greater, was, was a higher percentage risk than getting COVID itself. Some studies showing eight times higher. I, I don't know if that one study is good enough to say definitively. I, I, that's why I tell people go talk to a doctor and figure it out. Talk to someone who knows better. Many doctors, yeah. Right. And, and get second opinions. The point is, when it comes to issues of what we're willing to give up our freedoms for, there are some things I think most people recognize. If an alien invasion happened, man, there's a really tough question about what we need to do to, to rally everyone together to survive. If it's like, you know, uh, a, a series of crimes and it's in one city, why should the people of New York 
mandate everyone in the country lose their right to bear arms because of the crimes in their city. And that's basically what's happening. I, have, I've had, I think what's happening also is that uh, there's a segment of people that are like, hey, COVID, we look at the numbers. It doesn't look that that dangerous is what people are making it out to be. So this seems like it's unconstitutional. You've gone too far. But then there's other people that won't leave their house because they're afraid for their life. And yep. so to, for, for Abbott to tell everyone in Texas, you can't mandate it, even though they might feel like afraid for their life is where I was like, well, there's the authoritarian flag. I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm just saying. But I, I think you bring up a good point. I think I think regardless of whether or not this is a severity to the disease, no one should have to uh, give up their freedom for someone else's fear. Mm. And that means even if there is an airborne Ebola, you can choose to go get vaccinated for it. And other people who don't, well, then that's their issue, I suppose. And we should be operating on a more, you know, liberty-minded and personal response. Uh, we need personal responsibility and liberty, even in the face of something like an airborne Ebola. Look, man, if there was an airborne Ebola, 50% mortality, people's insides were liquefying, I would go to the mountains. Like, I'm not going to go anywhere. I don't even think city. that'll help you escape those kind of things. If you ever watched The Stand, you would know. Uh, sure, sure, kidding. sure. It's a movie. In, in this instance, the risk is there. We don't, you know, uh, people who it's are over 40. With with COVID, people over forty are, are higher risk. People that Long, are obese. People I mean, that are obese. Talk, real talk here for a second. Yeah. So what do we do? Do we just we destroy everything? I mean, the economy's in shambles. People are are going hungry. People around the world are starving. We're seeing massive ripple effects. It's affecting everything. Unless people want a great reset, I think at a certain point you need to recognize that we need to strip. Look, ultimately, I'll say it like this. You know what? I I do not support the vaccine mandates. However, if there were a, a legislative body that voted and there were long-term uh, uh, studies and then specific exemptions, I'd be like, okay, well, it was done through a, a, an electoral process. Having governors and the president just declare by edict, I'm like, you, no way. I'm absolutely not. When we talk about, you know, uh, vaccines like for, for uh, MMR at schools and stuff, I'm like, yeah, but these are vaccines that have been around, researched for decades. They've been around for even longer than that. A lot of these vaccines went through very serious and rigorous studies over over seriously 20 to 30 years. Now, when it comes to the, the COVID vaccine, Operation Warp Speed, it's the, one of the fastest projects ever done. I don't think personally, a lot of people think that there's like, you know, some, the, the vaccine is dangerous. I don't I don't think that. And I think ultimately my opinion is irrelevant because I'm not a doctor. I just think people's medical choices are their own. If people have a, a sincere medical uh, religious belief, like imagine if imagine if de Blasio said you have to eat bacon. Like everybody must eat bacon right now. Hmm. Like you'd have a whole lot of religious people being up in arms like you can't do that. So there's a similar thing there. I'll tell you this, though. There, it, it is a fair point absolutely to say the lines between what we're willing to accept are different for everybody. And there are some people who are staunchly libertarian. And even if there was an airborne zombie virus would be like, you cannot force me to do anything no matter what. And there would be other people who were like seemingly libertarian before now being like, at this point, lock everyone in their houses. So I, I think everybody has their line. How much mm. risk you're willing to assume? It is, it's it's on a, it's a gradient scale, and to make laws as a white or a black or a yes or a no or a one or a zero, that's it's that's tough. However, it should be a personal decision. But when it comes to what Abbott is saying, like I thought about this, I've said this before. I'm like I don't like the idea that you know DeSantis was like nobody can ban- nobody can mandate masks, and I'm like well, that should go through the legislature, right? However, you know masks are different from the vaccine thing. The mask thing, I think, is interesting. I, if somebody wants to require a mask in their store, like, what's your justification for saying they, they, have, they can't require shirts or they can't, they, have, they can't require shirts? Vaccine's different. It's, a, it's an irreversible medical procedure. 
and there are people with medical issues over the fetal cell use, and there are people with medical issues, with religious issues over the fetal cell use and medical issues that I take you religious, can't force it. I have religious problems with it personally. I, I, it, it violates everything I hold dear to my 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 spirit. I I will not touch it. Now, I, I would never, I would never in a million years feel right taking a rushed vaccine with the evidence I have, and that is a religion. That is my true belief in what I am. I so. I mean, I never define my religion, but that's and how so, it feels. So let's put it this Your way. Conscience, yeah. Do you think that you have a right to public accommodation in the commons? No. You don't think oh, so? Oh, in the commons? I mean, yeah, yeah. My, through my tax dollars, yeah. Right. So do you think then Abbott saying, guys, this guy's paying taxes. You can't kick him out. Is that is that authoritarianism? Yeah. It's not, bro. Because if I start violating their uh, semblance it, it, of normality and then he's like, you still can't get rid of him. But this is this is something you pay for with your taxes. Yeah. For them to tell you that you have no access to these spaces would be them stealing from you. I guess I get access, but it's up to me to to maintain dignity to stay there. Like if I pull my pants down, then then right. So so then I I would say this. The question that I have about the vaccine mandate is if they're going to say, well, you have to have a vaccine mandate. Why don't them come along and say, okay, a vaccine or a negative COVID test? Mm. And it's the lack of or a negative COVID test that knocks it out for me. Because if you said, or a negative COVID test, that would mean that the mandate was really about COVID. The fact that there's no, or a negative COVID test means they're just wanting everyone to be vaccinated come hell or high water. So again, this leaves us in the absurd scenario where someone who has COVID, but is vaccinated, can go into a restaurant and breathe as much as they want and someone who can prove that they don't have covid is kicked out right that's the absurdity that that the vax mandates and the vax passport that's what that's what gets me if you can say or i mean where where i live it's of you have to show vax proof of vaccination or a negative covid test and the antigen COVID tests are going for like 200 bucks a pop because yep. people, people mm. want them. But that you can do that. You can say. It's still, it's still, th- there's still a problem there in that man, th- what they're mandating at some universities like every three days. Oh. Uh, who's got the time? No. To go and do that and spend that money. Not a college So then student. people just go, fine, screw it, I'll do whatever you say. And that's, and that's the problem. So that, 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 that's a good, a, a good moral conundrum though. The Ebola thing, like what everyone's rights are, are be damned if the, if the, if the virus is severe enough. Perhaps. And then the issue is, you're right. How, the Democrats are terrified. They're shaken. And then they really are. We look at the polls. Look, look at what happened when we invited uh, Hassan Piker on the show. And he was like, I'm totally down. I'll do it. And then he was like, yo, I'm, I'm kind of worried about COVID. We have people here all the time who are kind of like, yeah, well, we wash our hands. We use hand sanitizer. We take precautions. We clean everything, you know, and, and we, we, we're actually, I think we're actually socially distanced right now. We are. Yeah, yeah, we're probably so. properly <laughs> socially distanced at this That's table. Right. And, uh, but we, we have to live our lives, man. Yeah. So, uh, no disrespect to Hassan, he's genuinely concerned about this, but his concern is, is, is several orders of magnitude more than ours. You know what I mean? So then, if, if he's gonna vote for what he wants, lockdowns, and we're gonna refuse that, I don't know, maybe the real simple solution is if you're scared, you stay home. You know, the beauty of the United States is that each state is, uh, is an experiment, and this is an opportunity to watch it happen in Texas and see if that if I, I maybe maybe I'm mis, mis misusing authoritarianism, I know it's not an extreme authoritative thing what he did, but 
this is an opportunity to see if what yeah. he's doing works. I mean, the experiment was there in Sweden. It was there in Florida. It was there in many places around the world that, that said we're not going to be playing ball. There's a lot of other uh, experiments right now happening in places like Norway. Just released a lot of their restrictions, their lockdowns, their mandates, uh, masks, all of that. Their case numbers went down. So uh, there, there's so many examples of, of, of experiments. I always said from the beginning of this, Sweden's going to be the true test of this. Because if you remember, they were saying that Sweden's going to end up in a bloodbath. There's going to be bodies stacking on top of bodies. There's going to be a massacre of unprecedented proportions. Everyone's going to die in Sweden because somehow Sweden's not following along with the programming. They're not going along with what they're told to do by the, by the World Economic Forum, by the World Health Organization, by a lot of these, quote, experts. And look, look what happened to Sweden. Look at their numbers. Compare their numbers to the states that locked down the most. Compare their numbers to Israel and Singapore, and you will truly have your eyes opened wide, wide by the disparity of numbers. Actually, I think I, I think we have a good story for th- th- this topic and, and, and what Ian's talking about. Let me pull this up. This is from SFGate. Walgreens is closing five San Francisco stores due to organized retail crime. Hmm. They say they, they give the addresses. I'm not going to read the addresses, but they're going to close, uh, close five more stores. A company spokesperson confirmed Tuesday, citing ongoing organized retail crime as the reason. Organized retail crime continues to be a challenge facing retailers across San Francisco, and we are not immune to that. Retail theft across our San Francisco stores has continued to increase in the past few months to five times our chain average. During this time to help combat the issue, we increased our investments in security measures in stores across the city to 46 times our chain average in an effort to provide a safe environment. We also heard Target, I believe it was, is going to change their hours because they can't handle all of the theft. There's an interesting conundrum here. You've got in New York City, right, uh, AOC, they they want to do away with cash bail. I actually agree. Uh, I I do. I think that if someone is accused of a crime, nonviolent, of course, and they're poor— Holding them and demanding cash for them to leave is is punishing someone who can't afford it. So we we, we have we, we're innocent until proven guilty. You can't hold me and lock up before you've proven anything. I'm innocent, and so there's a really serious problem. Then they started releasing repeat offenders who are laughing as they were committing these crimes. You then take a look at what's going on in San Francisco. Yeah, they're overly lax with what's happening, and now you're getting businesses pulling out. So what's the answer? More cops to arrest people. Stop, stop and frisk or the government backs off personal responsibility. How do you solve a problem like this? Stop disarming people. Stop taking away their ability to defend themselves. You fight back in New York City uh, against someone who is a clear aggressor and attacker. You will be going to jail. That's an absolutely absurd law that creates more victims, creates less personal responsibility, and creates a situation where criminals thrive. Criminals literally have uh, the, the carte blanche many times in New York City to do whatever they want because there's many instances of police officers just standing back watching crimes happen, watching people get hurt. And they're saying, well, uh, I'm having an argument with the government, so I'm just not going to do anything. Uh, you know, They'll arrest you in two seconds if you've got a gun, though. They'll arrest you in two seconds if you have a political sign in the wrong place and you're saying the wrong mm-hmm. message uh, as well. So there's been many instances of businesses that got shut down by, by you know, police officers, by sheriffs, uh, all throughout New York City because they just wanted to have their business open. 
Meanwhile, uh, Black Lives Matter protests, even on Fox News, cops standing around the corner with their arms, uh, you know, hugging themselves as businesses are being looted and the cops are just standing there. So you think like the, the store owners should be armed and fire? At- no, I believe in personal responsibility. And if you're going to be incentivizing people to get away with crimes, you should incentivize people to defend themselves and to be able to not be victims of those crimes. I guess the theft is a nonviolent crime, so it's tough to authorize like a store owner Depends to open if, fire. If someone's stealing something right in front of you, right out of your hands, I mean, there's an argument That's to different. be made here. But out of your store, like if you're a store owner and they were robbing your, your shelves, it's not really ethical to fire fire your weapon at them. Um, so I struggle with this idea that I have to restrict myself to the amount of force that's being used. I mean, I'm, I'm not necessarily sure if someone comes into my store and starts taking my things out that, it, you know, I have to say restrict myself to in, in the amount of force I use to put a stop to that. For example, I don't think it would be fair to say, well, you're a lot bigger than that guy is, so you'll have to find someone smaller to tackle that thief. Hmm. I don't. I don't think that 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 that's a, a good ethical principle. Now that said, I also don't think that because because what you're saying this this is how that's going to turn out. Someone's going to be like stealing a package of lip gloss, and some guy's going to open fire with a shotgun. Part of what happens is when I, you I, have, I think that's acceptable. Um, and, and, and I'll just say sorry to interrupt, but yeah. uh, if someone is committing a crime in your store, this is this is one of the things you learn right away when it comes to home defense. You know, you had Dave Chappelle who was like, he did that stand-up bit where he's like, you know, birdshot, birdshot, buckshot, birdshot, buckshot. And everyone I talked to says, absolutely not. Buckshot, 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 buckshot. Because you don't know that person breaking into your house. If you point a weapon at them, they could end you. And if someone is in your store committing a crime and you think it's just lip gloss, I'll be nice to them. And they pull out a a revolver or whatever. There's that, uh, that, that, that video went viral of the cop. Just, just recently, he's outside taking the guy out of the car, and the dude pulls out a rifle and just starts shooting at him. Yeah. So, so the, the difficulty is, I, I think the point you're making is re- restricting someone's use of force. I, I certainly think that if somebody is committing a crime, you should be able to use force to stop them to protect yourself because you don't know to what extent. Yeah. Right. I mean, crime tough, is though, rising. Right? It's very tough. It's it, There's no universal answer, but I think it's clear that crime is rising where crime is allowed, where prosecutors aren't going after people, where police officers are looking the other way. And I think there's also other societies that are polite societies that they know a lot of people are armed. A lot of people are willing to defend themselves. And there's an effect knowing that, hey, uh, th- there's a responsibility here that is known by everyone that, that if you do cross a certain line, there are ramifications that you will have to pay for those specific lines. And I think the more people are able to assert themselves, the less aggressors they would have against them. And things, there would be less harm, there would be less violence, there would be less crime, there would be less people hurt overall in the long run uh, than if in the current system that we have right now. I didn't mean to derail you, though. So No, the, the point I'm getting, though, is, is a bigger one about institutional trust. If you don't trust the cops to enforce the laws, if you think that the cops are actually going to make things worse, which is a number of what people from, I don't know, Black Lives Matter might argue, that the cops make things worse, when that, when that institutional trust in the prosecutorial system, in the jail system, in the... A police system degrades and erodes and people start removing that away and the ability for cops to um, enforce the law goes, the incentive structure is such that someone's going to say, look, I'm going to run into this store. I can just go with my duffel bag and go through the jewelry section and just, you know, five or ten of us will just go in and then walk out 
And if you're not going to prosecute crimes, say, under $1,000 or under $500 because it's not worth it, it incentivizes those crimes because the guy's going to say, well, what are you going to do about it? There's five of us. So, exactly. so what needs to happen is you, you have to be able to bring about a situation where the police are able to enforce the law without abusing the authority given them to enforce the law. And that's the difficult point because on the one hand, there's an awful lot of people and i think they're i mean i think i would get some sympathy from ian with this to say man have you seen how some cops behave when they're enforcing the law the way that they they treat citizens um the way people are treated in prisons i mean it's absolutely abhorrent but if you say well because of that we're going to take away the cops power to be able to arrest people and we're going to try and and reduce um uh people's engagement with law enforcement under those circumstances by taking away police power, all of a sudden there's now no incentive for somebody not to rob a store. And so I see this as in large part as a function of the destruction of the trust in the institutions that are enforcing justice. So now what's happening is that uh, on the one hand, the the police were viewed to have gone too far. And in places like San Francisco, Seattle's another one that has a huge problem. People said, no, we don't want the police doing that. We don't want the police. Defund the police, defund the police, defund the police, defund the police, pull the police back. We are now seeing the fruit of those seeds beginning to bloom in the disorder and the chaos. So it's, I thought it was an interesting question then on the on the on levels of uh, acceptable authoritarianism, right. as it were. As Police are allowed to stop you, detain you, ask you questions, and they make an arrest based on you know if they believe you've committed a crime, and sometimes they're wrong, and then people get locked up. And so there's that big challenge. You know, Ben Franklin said it is better that a hundred guilty persons escape than one innocent person suffer, mm-hmm. taking from Blackstone's formulation of ten guilty persons. So at what where do we draw the line? As you mentioned, when we say, you know what, the cops are going too far. Okay, now your stores are closing down because they're losing money. Right. All right, well, then bring the cops back in. Okay, now you're getting reports of cops, you know, injuring people and arresting old women. Like, would Ben Franklin say it's it's better that 10,000 guilty people go than one innocent suffer? Like, where's his threshold? Because he only said 100. I'd say 10,000. 10,000? Yeah. You know why? If people can't have confidence that in their innocence, they they, they will be presumed to be innocent and will, will have a, a hope that they will not be falsely accused or imprisoned, then the system has no, uh, no, but they'll have no confidence in the system the at all. The problem with that is 10,000 people go into Walgreens and rob 500 bucks each and knock the business out, completely destroy the business legally. Well, not legally, but unprosecutorily. So maybe, man. Challenges, man. Uh, morality is not black and white. You know, it's like it's like it's like I was saying. Uh, I, I talked about this with gender segregation, and we'll, we'll probably get into this in the in the member segment where we get into this very serious story about Loudoun County, which is very very gross. But um, the same arguments made today about gender segregation were made about race segregation back in the day. We have men and women have different rooms. Why? Oh, they're biologically different, and they should have their own spaces if they want to stay safe. And a lot of uh, it's a lot of similar arguments. A lot of people reject it, saying, "Oh, the, come on, the difference between race is marginal, and, and biology is you know, between men and women is very." I'm not saying one thing or another about any biology. I'm saying quite literally the arguments. People used to say back in the day that they have race segregation because they're different. Now we have gender segregation. Men and women have different rooms because they're different. So the same arguments don't fly for the same issues. Right. There's just, there's different. Gender is different than, uh, well, there, than there, race for sure. There's just different things. We, we have different opinions about different aspects of our existence. 
So it's not yeah. an easy black and white answer. There's no easy answer to a lot of these questions. There's always going to be some kind of inequality. There's always going to be some kind of injustice. But in my own personal opinion, when you get rid of the state, you get rid of a lot of harm <laughs> that could potentially happen. If you want to reduce harm, you get rid of the state. And, and you leave people on personal responsibility. For, for, for you, it is. It's never going to be easy. But at the end of the day, I would argue that less people would be hurt out of that system than they are right now. I don't think so, because if you remove the state, Walgreens will hire a militarized army to go over to you know, Radio Shack and mow everybody an down and take example. the building. Ian, 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 you're, 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 Ian uh, you're absolutely wrong. Radio Shack went out of business. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> what's, a, what's a Walmart competitor? Uh, Radio Shack. Can I, can I ask a question? Walgreens yeah, 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 and Walmart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I ask a question? Of if, course. Okay, so we're going to get rid of the state. What's to stop me from having saying, well, I'm going to raise my own militia. I'm going to take over a series of land and I'm going to own slaves. I've now just created my own mini state. The, the things that it's power abhors. Yes. It all comes back it's, reciprocal. So, I understand that. So my, my point is I don't think saying, well, just getting rid of the state solves anything. I mean, so I'm Canadian. We don't have life, liberty, and the pursuit <laughs> of happiness. We have peace, order, and good government. I think that good and effective government is necessary, as we've seen by the shoplifting thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone benefits from saying, well, we're all going to have our own personal security guards at our own stores to combat theft. Um, th- that's That's just not... And I, I'm going to upset the libertarians in the crowd, but uh, I also don't think that things like city planning can be done de- in a decentralized way in a, and in a way that's necessarily <sighs> effective. So mm-hmm. planning roads, planning sewage, um, planning electrical grids, a lot of this has to be centrally planned. It's very difficult to do, if not impossible to do in another way. So I don't think that's a solution. But I do think that once you have a state that is not exercising its power judiciously and fairly – and properly and competently, once you live in what we're in, in a hyper-real fake simulation or simulacra, as, as Tim put it, um, once you get into that kind of a situation, you end up with a with a scenario where the trust in institutions is broken. And so those very institutions that we, that we institute, that we create in order to take care of, of very, very important matters are not trusted and people pull back from them. They, they're going to start stepping outside the, the norms that those institutions upheld and those things held together. So what you end up is you end up with a breakdown of not just the uh, trust of the institutions, but that leads up to a, a cracking of the organizational structure as well. Yeah, what was that movie with Natalie Portman? Portman? It was Annihilation. That oh, was yeah. yeah Have you bubble? guys seen that one? Mm-mm. Yeah. So it, um, spoiler alert. It's not that old of a movie, but it's been out for a long enough time. There's like this weird alien bubble. When you go in, DNA is all mixed and like animals have like plants growing out of them and creepy stuff's happening. And then in the end, she encounters an alien that looks just like her. And like that, that's, that's, that's how I imagine like simulacrum. It's not a copy. It's a, it's a cheap imitation of, yeah. mm. you know. So you're saying when the state gets too grotesque, we need to, or maybe not need to, but we would be good to break it down into a, into a era of no state for a moment as we reform a new state, which is inevitable? Well, I think the Jordan Peterson solution is you have to burn off dead wood. Mm. Haven't mm. you seen the meme of uh, v, for Ven- the v-, v from V for Vendetta? And he's got a headphone with a microphone on it. And he says, your government is doing what? Have you tried turning it off and back on again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah awesome. maybe that's, let's you know. Well, let's go to Super Chats, everybody. Have you if you haven't already, my friends, smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, and go to TimCast.com. Become a member, and you'll get access to all of our fun and fancy members-only segments of not just this show, but soon to be Tales from the Inverted World and a couple more shows working on it. As you noticed, we're in a new studio, which means there's an other studio. 
because we're going to be doing more shows. So definitely become a member at TimCast. We'll have a special member segment coming up later, but let's read y'all super chat, super chats. All right. The, uh, um, YouTube has this fancy little bar that blocked me from reading your name, but I'll read your chat. Super chat says, Hey, Tim, you're right about the globe trotters comparisons. Now let's sneaking stack the Washington generals with some all-star players and win. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, it wasn't coming for me. It was, um, I think someone said it the other day that the Republicans are the Washington generals and the Democrats are the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> like that's, nice. that's like a really great, you yeah. know. All right. Tactical Chiller says all are welcome in Springwater Village when it hits the fan because nobody wants to see where this globalist plan is heading. I'll be starting a new community out at my place, 160 acre woods in uh, AR with Springwater. P.S. If the IRL caravan needs a place to park in the end, y'all are welcome here. Cool. Well, we're, we're actually building for Damastan. Big news. We are, we're finalizing this, the, the, the land, the, the land purchase so that we will have Freedomistan. And it's going to be a big open acreage, fun, recreational freedom plot of land. I'd like to build a factory nearby if anyone's interested. You were going to, you, you were going to build the Freedome. I would love to build the Freedome. I'm going to build the Freedome. Free dome. <laughs> it's going to yes. be a geodesic <laughs> dome, ideally built from recovered plastic, broken down with mushrooms, Pestiolopsis microsporae into, uh, sugar. Mixed with graphene, then we can 3D print some joints and Ian and will literally legs. live in graphene and mushrooms. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want a thousand yard uh, range. We'll have that. We do. Yeah, um, we we got some paperwork back today. We we, we finalized a lot of it. Tomorrow it will be keys in hand. And uh, oh, there's a thousand yard Sweet. range. Oh yeah, that means the the Barrett will have a home. <laughs> What's and the underground look like over there? Dirt. Wow, that's Dirt. a lot of potential, man. Yeah, excavating's expensive. We built a oh, sewer yeah. sewage system. Is that? Oh, jeez. Yeah. Chicken City's got a sewer system. It's incredible. That's awesome. Yeah, we're building a, a simple sewer system so that when it rains, it flushes the chicken refuse. Yep. Just naturally I, out the back. I got a tour of Chicken City today. It's coming along swimmingly. It looks it's amazing. amazing. I'm. I can't believe how amazing it is. The custom fencing they're building. Mm-hmm. It's just you guys got to see this. Go to the, go go to uh, go to the uh, Cast Castle on YouTube if you want to watch. You know some of this. All right, we got a super chat here from, I think it says Horndorf. This kills me. I served the Navy in the Navy to protect every American's freedom just so the Biden terror group can take it away. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. All right, let's see. Danimal Bungie says, Tim, quote, if you say you're opposed to the vaccine mandate, but you comply with it, you are not opposed to the vaccine mandate. Also, Tim complies with YouTube censorship. Uh, I seem to recall hosting Alex Jones several times who's been banned. I seem to recall hosting Steve Bannon who's been banned. I seem to recall hosting Enrique Tarrio yeah. who is smeared by the media over and over again. And he's banned from basically everything. And so there's a big difference between, say, like actively participating in the censorship and actively opposing it. If someone says, I hereby oppose this, now let me go to the store to participate in their in their vaccine mandate to uphold it, versus me being like, no, if we're going to host these people, we will, and we're going to create a speakeasy over at TimCast.com. There's, there, there's layers. Certainly there's layers. If these restaurants in New York City, I've, I've explained this before, but I'll explain it again. We're saying at the front of their door, I'm sorry, you can't come in unless you're vaccinated, New York mandate. However, if you'd like to be an owner... For $10, I'll give you a share of the company. And as an owner, oh, you can come into the building. You're an owner, right? Or what if they said, but in back, you can do whatever you want. Then I'd say, hey, look, they're actively opposing the vaccine mandates. Instead, what they're doing is they're saying, this is a bad thing. This is, we shouldn't do it. Uh, I'm going to go do it. Do you oppose censorship? I oppose most forms of censorship. Exactly. I'm with you. I don't oppose it. I, I don't like it, but I... I think that you need judicious censorship. It's a good question. Um, do we support censorship of government secrets in a time of war, say, with China? Of course. 
yeah, we don't want China to come and steal all our secrets. We're, they know we're, where we're the troops are moving. Biden's going to give it to him anyway. It's yeah. true. Um, silver platter. But there, there's some censorship like, like Ian, you mentioned when you were curating mines and there's gore and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah well, I'm, I support the censorship of that kind of stuff. I, I think I have my own line, though, right? And everybody does. I'm sim- I'm with that with YouTube. Like, I don't love not being able to scream the F word every 10 minutes because that's how I am in real life. But you don't swear. I, I, I like to. I mean, especially when we're talking about this stuff, minutes. like Joe Biden, I want to. But, I you know, I, I, I have I, – I enjoy the platform, and I think that I want to – you know, give the platform its its due. I have like over fifteen hundred YouTube videos since two thousand six. I've never violated the terms intentionally. I go out of my way to make sure that I work with the system I'm working in. And if you don't, then what's the point? I mean, you could obviously go down in a blaze of glory if you need to make a big a point about it. A lot of people have done that. I'm just not one of the, those people. The, the, not, I think this, people not at this stage people are confusing active opposition with passive opposition. Like they think what I'm saying is that people actually secretly like the vaccine mandates. What I'm saying is they're not opposing it. Like if you're standing in front of a boulder, you're opposing the boulders movement. If you step out of the way, you are no longer actively opposing the boulder. You can still be mad the boulder's heading towards the townspeople. Yes, yes, exactly. People are confusing what I'm saying. They're, they're as if to imply I'm like everybody secretly likes it. I'm like, no, I can tell they're distressed, mm-hmm. you know, but they're not actively in opposition to it. Let's read some more, though. Snask, uh, was it? Snosky TV says truck driver chicken in seeing diesel shortages pop up more and more frequently. The Southwest is stretched thin and truck stops have a lot of things missing from their shelves. Very unnerving. Never seen anything like it. Hmm. Wow. Dr. Roller Gator says Wokel is not actually a bird and Gator wants a refund. I bet he's not actually Gator. I'm just saying. I need some backstory on that. Uh, Dr. Roller Gator is one of the, uh, one of their esteemed members of, uh, the James Lindsay sphere of Twitter. Uh, he's a, a very, very skilled mathematician who's done a lot of really oh. good work on his Substack. He's a Gator on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. He's, you know, he's serious when he writes in lowercase letters. Mm. Oh, yeah. Tim, wow. too, I've noticed. <laughs> Sideways 2013 says, Hey, Tim, I know you've had the situation several times. Will you have a way to mirror your laptop screen so guests can see it like a TV at the end of the table? Good luck with those studio links. In fact, my friends, as part of the new construction of this studio, we actually literally have that. Now, I don't have a laptop. I have little monitors. But um, I don't know if you can do a wide shot. Yeah, hold on. Let me see. And then everybody who's watching will be able to see that we do, in fact, have a big TV that everyone can look at. Look at that. And they can see all your fancy super chats. And they can see all the chats going by, and they can see the monitor screen. This is because at the end of the show, we pull up Super Chats. Everybody gets to see it. But normally, it's like the articles that we have. But look at that. Look at that wide shot. We also have an alpaca. We do, yeah. Do you have the alpaca? Important camp? guest. It is It is set up. You can press the alpaca button. I can't. Oh, hold on. Let me see. Which one's the alpaca button? No, no that's, that's, that's me. What are you doing? Oh. <laughs> it's not the remote. The alpaca cam is actually one of the cameras. I love that wide mm. shot. On the, on the stream deck. Oh, yeah. There we go. There There's he is. It's a delay for me, but I sure like it. Yeah. Oh, you got the alpaca. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got... So we, we got this from an alpaca farm, and his scarf is made of alpaca hair or whatever. He's wearing know, the fur. hair of another wool? alpaca. Wool? Is it wool? It is wool. He is, in fact. But he himself was made in China. Give me a one in That's chat right. if you notice that drill next to Tim. Oh, Wait, yeah. You can see a drill. There was a drill next to your left arm. Yeah, there. we're still working on the studio. We're hanging up art, uh, trying to figure things out. We're, we're resin printing a custom Cameras. TimCast IRL <laughs> logo. Yeah. Resin printing. How thick is that going to be? That's crazy. It's going to be beautiful, though. All right. Moose Code says, hey, Luke, horse and pony. Potato, potato. (laughs) (laughs) Close enough. All right. Let's see. Michael Schwobel says the fake set for Biden is entirely so that he can read the lines off a large monitor. 
I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, probably. Matt Mayer says, Tim, I work in supply chain for a company known as the, known for their mac and cheese. For what I see on a daily, our gears are turning, but they're starting to cease. I've been telling people to stock up. We cannot keep up with demand. But is it like great demand or is it regular demand with no supply? Hmm. Hard I don't know. To tell. All I know is I go to the store and there's less and less. Mm. Remember I was telling you like we went to the store and they had no cream. That made me angry. We How go to, dare we, they? Yeah, we had to go to a different store. And then they didn't have they didn't have cream with the good like cap. They had the old school one where you have to peel it, and that spoils <gasps> so quick. Yeah, total bummer. Someone just Rude. said drama llama. Did you guys see that? <laughs> drama llama. I like that oh, he's one. He's an alpaca. Like oh, Lydia wants to steal Veritas's thunder with the alpaca, but you know, I do. We can, yeah, we well, we can't. Maybe do we that. can mate them one about day. It. That's retracto. a female. Yeah, isn't retracto a male? I don't know. She retracto looks female. They're stuffed animals. Correcto yeah, is a female. Correcto is female. Yeah. Is, that, is that his name? She's got a little scarf. Yeah, that's her name. Correcto. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's see what we got here. Danny Beach says, crap, I just got my ticket for your event. Didn't think. Do I need one for my wife or can we both get in on one? You will need one for your wife. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the announcements. <gasps> So over at TimCast.com, for everybody who's a $25 member or more, we put up the official event on October 23rd. We are doing a live hangout meet and greet at a bar in West Virginia, and we will be revealing the full details of the location, but it's in the Harper's Ferry area. And Ryan Long and Danny, you guys know Danny, I think his name is pronounced Polish Chuck. Yeah, I, I think so. Wrong? Polish Chuck? He's a rather uh, Polish he, So, yeah, so Ryan Long's going to be doing stand-up. Danny will be doing an opening stand-up routine. And they'll be hanging out with us there because they're awesome, good friends of the show, and we wanted to put on a cool event. It is free for all the members. Well, you just if you're a member at 25 bucks or more, boom, you sign up. It's right there. And then what we're going to do is tomorrow, assuming we haven't sold out, which we probably will, we're then going to open it up to all members, $10 or more. And here's the plan. Day of, there's going to be an open doors for one hour for people to show up who have RSVP'd. You get a plus one. And you, the wheel check membership at the door. And then you come in, you get your wristband, whatever. And I think we're doing two drink tickets. The event is free for members. We are paying for it. Um, and you know, we're, everything is going to be, you know, free. You just got to show up, bring your body and nothing else. After this, in the, in the rare event that we don't actually sell out and fill up because it's going to be Ryan Long performing. I think even if it was just Ryan Long, it would sell out. Then we will allow people from the public to, to come in. So what will probably end up happening is, we will have, there's, there's uh, 200 available tickets, which means members and a plus one. And then once that fills up, let's say we have 100, you know, 200 people in the venue. If someone says, hey, I can't stick around, I'm leaving and they leave, then we'll be letting people in. But at that point, if you're, if you haven't, if you aren't a member, you got to buy a ticket for the event, which I think will be 25 bucks. I'm not entirely sure exactly how that's working out. But that being said, over at TimCast.com right now in the uh, member section is the link. You need to be uh, 25 bucks or more because that's basically what you got. You got the advantage. We, that's why we didn't announce at the beginning of the show to give everybody, uh, you know, s- sort of a chance to go through and, and get those tickets. And then, uh, yeah, there we go. So Ryan Long performing is going to be amazing. I'm super excited for this. And we'll all be there, of course. Everybody from the crew, Ian will be there. Lydia will be delicious. there. Luke will be there. I will be there. And then everybody else from the Cast Castle, you probably met, they will be there as well. It's going to be fun. It's going to be chicken wings. I'm billiards. Not from our chickens. And, uh, and Ian and I are going to be jamming. Oh, that'll be and, fun. And Ryan Long plays drums. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah, he's, oh, that's a, right. he's he does. like a pro drummer. Yeah, yeah he's so good. So maybe we'll see what happens, and oh, then yeah. um, maybe maybe we'll, we'll even get some other people to play music. We'll see. We'll see how it. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I'll have the triangle. Okay. Yeah, nice. that's cool. my instrument. Hey. Well, it, it, it is West Virginia, which is an open carry state, constitutional carry. So 
Luke can play the, an the Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an instrument. That's one way to put it. All right, let's see. Josh Latovsky says, I just have to say that I really like the wider angle shots of you guys. We can see more body language, making it seem like a more in-depth experience for Ooh. us viewers. And we also have the wide shot for that purpose. Yeah. Although the challenge of the wide shot is the PTZ camera has to manually move and reposition. It takes so. a second. You got to get yeah. it queued up. Yeah. Got to anticipate. All right, let's see what we got here. Andrew L says, can you have Alex Jones be part of your team permanently? He is never wrong. Do you know? Don't you know that? <laughs> but seriously, can you have him back on members at least? You know what? I, well, we talked about this before. I would love if Alex is ever in the neighborhood just to sit down with Ian and just the two yeah. of them. He's the kind of I would party with him every week. I would love to work with Alex every week, but he's in Texas and we're up by Harper's Ferry. I feel so, like if uh, if we just if it was just Ian and Alex on one members only thing, it would be kind of like when you point a camera at the TV and it creates oh, that, uh, yeah. that infinite recurs- love recur- that. recursive loop mm-hmm. indefinitely. When I look into his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yes. All right, John Smith says pilots have to take their vaccination, I'm sorry, their vacation, sick pay before they get fired, otherwise they lose it. The mass canceled flights are because of this. If that's true, it's to imply that all of these people who are absent are planning on quitting. Oh, definitely. Mm. Oh, man. Wow. Wow. See, that's you're a good business owner. That's That's something these people should be thinking about. Gavin Campbell says, isn't December 8th or 9th when Congress goes on vacation until the next year? Is that I'm it? not sure. Is it? I don't know. We should up. look that up. Let me see. Brandon Whitley says December 8th is when John Lennon died. Have to celebrate communism. Brandon! Let's go, Brandon. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's uh, see what we got here. Ryan Berkabil says White House says Harris didn't select actors for video. It was YouTube who did, according to CNN. How do we fight the fact checkers? The Truth and Media Foundation. Oh. Yes, we have a nonprofit. So probably won't be active until the beginning of next year because we're waiting for our, our 501c3 status. But it's going to be a fact-checking organization, which will fact-check fact-checkers. Huh. I mean, it's going to be generally fact-checking everybody. And that means fact-checkers are news outlets same as anybody else. And we're going to fact-check the reports. But we're also going to be doing ethics checking. Uh, that means if someone falsely frames something, we're going to give them a strike. So when Snope says, did Luke Rudkowski, you know, eat ice cream? On Sunday? Well, it's tr- false. And then it says, like, well, it's true. He did eat ice cream. It wasn't Sunday. And, like, no one said it was. That's how they play that dirty game. What they're doing now. Oh, man, I, I got I to gotta take credit for this. Victory lap, everybody. We had James O'Keefe on the show. James O'Keefe had this big story, Pfizer emails, showing that they use fetal cell, uh, fetal tissue in the, in the testing process for the Pfizer vaccine. And I said to James, what's going to happen is they're going to come out and fact check you by saying, do vac- a, a viral story from Veritas is, you know, has, has people believing that there's fetal cells in vaccines. False. This is fake news. It's not true. There is no fetal tissue in the vaccines. When James's story is actually in the testing process, they used fetal cells. Technically correct. It happened exactly as that. Exactly as, 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 as we thought it was going to happen. Easy to predict. The media came out and said people are falsely believing there's fetal cells, in, uh, you know, fetal cells in vaccines due to a story from Project Veritas. They never said Project Veritas claimed it. They said due to a dirty, dirty tricks. Mirror merchants. Yeah, we're going to we're going to fact check them and be like, they lied. I'm having a hard time finding when Congress goes on vacation. Not, they go before the 8th, I think. Uh, so, you know, they get 110 days of vacation uh, a year. 
It's like travel slash lazy bums. No, there's a there's a there's a point here that Tim just touched on that's really really important that I want to just kind of drag over slowly so that people can get it. When they're checking for the facts, very often what they don't do. I mean, we we joke a little bit about they're checking to see we make sure we use the facts that they like. But there's there's another thing that they do, and that is when you say such and so because of this and that. You make a point and then you bring up a fact to back it up. Instead of checking the fact, whether or not the the statement that you said is actually true, what they do is they check whether or not they think you took the appropriate angle on the fact. Mm-hmm. Right. So instead of so you might say, Look, we didn't always have an IRS. We don't need an IRS. The fact check won't say, well, did we always have an IRS? Well, let's go back to 1776. No, nope, there wasn't one true. What they'll say is, uh, half true. Yes, it's true. We didn't always have an IRS, but here are some reasons why we do have an IRS. And it's like, that's, right. that's not what the check was. Mm-hmm. There's the fact, and then there's the use to which the fact is put, or the thing that you think the fact proves. And rather than checking the fact, they will, they will push back against the angle or the point that you're trying to make with the fact. Let's play a game. Let's play a game. I'll teach you, teach y'all how the fact checkers work. Luke, what have you right there on the table? A big old mess. Uh, yes. That, 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 that <laughs> object there under your glass, can you raise it up? It's a sword. Pick it Weird up. Show one. everybody on the camera. You, t- you took away my other sword. Or I got <laughs> He's this still mad about one. it. Okay, claim. Luke claims to have held up a sword on Timcast IRL. False. Experts say that a true sword requires sharpened edges and must actually have a, a, a connected wooden hilt. This object is a toy and not, in fact, a sword. Luke, false. Or we can say true. The object being held was a simulation was was a simulacrum oh. of the master yeah, sword. From the point real. is, you can claim whatever you want, mm-hmm. and I love the experts say. Yeah. Luke claimed to be holding a sword, but we consulted an expert who said that's not a real sword. So Luke lied. He wasn't holding a sword. Okay, well, I'll get an expert who says I'm telling the truth, and then I can yep. claim I was right. Yeah. So that's how, that's, how, that's how they play it, huh? Yeah, it's a replica of a sword. Mm-hmm. It's no. not a sword. It's a replica. All right, let's see what we got here. Jeremy L. says, Gabby Acuna is a new mother in Nevada, and the, healthcare, and the health system is failing her. Please search for her on GoFundMe. And even if you can't give, please spread, spread the word. Mm-hmm. We the people can help save, the, save her life and help her meet her new son if we work together. The best of luck. All right, let's see. What is this? Ricky L. Hendricks says, The armed scholar just reported that SCOTUS will allow Biden to participate in 2A arguments. What? What? Well, that'll be interesting. Huh. The dude can't argue anything. You can barely talk. Of course, they'll just write it down. You know, They'll write down something for him, and then he'll read it. Molan Lobby says, regarding New York nurse firings and replacing with National Guard, one, most already do that as civilian jobs, so pulling from other hospitals. Number of health workers needed in NYC alone is half of entire NYC. NG manpower. Uh, uh, NG National manpower? Guard? National Guard manpower. Yeah. Three, New York State doesn't accept the Army medic cert. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, here's an important one. It's me says, let's go, Brandon. Oh, yeah. That's oh, a good one. Huh. That's very important. I heard Let's that. go, Brandon. Yeah, I've heard that. Did you yeah. see that kid say it on the interview? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was real amazing. awkward. Yeah. Let's go, Brandon. Someone super chat. I don't know if you came across it, that uh, to look up Kaiser Permanente hit by strike votes in California, Oregon. And I looked it up. And according to this is GV Wire, I think it was AP, more than 24,000 nurses and other healthcare workers at Kaiser Permanente in California and Oregon have overwhelmingly authorized a strike, mm. threatening to walk Whoa. out. 
over awesome. pay and working conditions strained wow. by the sure. coronavirus. Yeah. That's what they say. It's, 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 I called it the cascade failure. As work conditions deteriorate, people quit. As people quit, more work conditions deteriorate, causing more people to quit. It's yeah, a downward it's spiral. Yeah. The back end of the bell curve. We, we went oh, up. Oh, the we house of cards. Beacon. That's what the, yeah. yeah. It was fun wow. while it lasted, guys. It's, it's still fun. fun. I hope everybody is prepared and they know how to raise chickens. And don't need medical care. We got first aid kits. Ian was drinking aloe vera the other day. Yeah, yeah last I night I had to give some to the guests. Everyone was. <laughs> you were literally drinking aloe. Yeah, the it inner fillet. Good, right? Don't drink the leaf. It's it's great. It's like yogurt. Drink the yeah. leaf. Uh, the, the what is it? The, the herb of life or something is huh. what the Egyptians used to call it. Interesting. Full of water. Weird. The flower of life. Something like that. All right. Let's see. What is this? What did someone say? NextGen says you guys should jump on Pop Network when it launches on the 20th of October. Decentralized YouTube, Twitch, and the ETH blockchain. Interesting. Mm. We'll look into it. What was the the essence of immortality? The yeah, the Egyptians revered aloe. Just drink aloe. It's cheap. Get it while you can. Grow it, it yourself. Grows like a, like a weed, apparently. Grow it yourself. Trek God says it is not authoritarianism when DeSantis says no mask mandates. It is DeSantis implementing his authority, the authority that the people of Florida gave him. That's an interesting argument, too. I don't completely agree with, but I see the point. If people say, I hereby grant you the authority to act in this way under these rules, then them acting that way isn't necessarily authoritarianism if they were voted into power as an executive to do these things. However, I don't completely agree with it, but I understand the argument. There is certain things we don't expect them to do, and the mask mandate, I, 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 don't, I don't agree with DeSantis being able to mandate businesses don't allow masks. What if he came out and said, no one can wear shirts? Like, no one can mandate shirts. No, for real. Free the nipple. Yeah, free the nipple. <laughs> Why should they mandate shirts? I guess so. Yeah. You no, know, uh, like shirts are different. I mean, I mean, masks are different. I don't, I don't prefer to wear one at a store. I'll wear one if I have to. We went to, we went to a micro center. We had to wear masks, and I'm like, oh, whatever, man. Now, I will tell you this though. I have this watch, and it does a blood oxygen level check. And so after about 20 minutes, I decided to check, and it was at 95. Uh, percent And I was like, huh. So then I waited another 10 minutes, and then I checked again. It was at 93. percent and then I was like, huh. And then I checked again, and then it said 89, and it said, warning, consult a doctor. Your oxygen levels are getting dangerously low. And I was like, that's weird. And I just lifted the mask up and took a deep breath and oh, then wow. went back to normal. Hmm. I don't know. I was getting yawny. I kept yeah, yawning. Yeah, breathing all that sleepy. carbon dioxide. Yeah, being I was, Yeah, sleepy. and so then I checked, and I was wearing a one I don't know. I don't know. Don't look at me. I'm not a doctor. Yeah, Someone knows my watch said it. And I, I believe it someone weird. had passed out trying to run a race with a mask on. Yes. Yeah, yeah that student. Woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But, but people need to realize, too, some of these masks are, like, really thick. And some are really not thick at all. Yeah. You know, so you could be having something that's like super thin. People don't check, which is, I just think is ridiculous. It's like, whatever. One I don't of even the know things I've about. asked and I've wondered about mask mandates is how much of the mask mandate is because the mask is being employed properly and correctly in an environment which it makes a difference and how much of it is because it makes people feel safe. Mm-hmm. To feel safe. I was out in L.A. and I had the N95 mask that wasn't vented, so everything I was breathing out was not being filtered. Basically, if I had coronavirus, I was breathing it out through yeah. the mask into their face. But they didn't know, so they didn't care. They thought it was a mask, so they were happy. I, I'd go into the store. No one said anything about it. Mm-hmm. As far as they are concerned, I was masked up, even though the mask I wasn't working properly. you wearing a mask. That's all that matters. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, boy. Alec Norgard says, I work at my school's dining hall. Ketchup, mayo, mustard, barbecue, out for weeks. Mm-hmm. Whoa, whoa! That's it. That's the mayo? apocalypse. Yeah. Oh a couple weeks gosh. ago, there was a shortage of ketchup packets <gasps> up in uh, the Northeast, all over New Hampshire. People couldn't get small ketchup Dang, packets. We just get like forty pounds of ground mustard seed. How about ketchup? 
<laughs> I don't. I'm not that big a fan of mustard to want to. do I think that. we should buy another refrigerator and maybe an ice machine. We have a. Deep That's also because I want to do cold plunges. But <laughs> ice machines also would be. Yo, a smart, we got a, we got a deep, a deep freezer, and vacuum sealed farm meat deep frozen can last up to three years. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it can. Dude, so we got we got a decent. We need amount. more freezers. We need a yeah. vacuum sealer. Good luck getting. Yeah, and that requires electricity. We, I think we have yeah. an ice machine in the house. We do. Yeah, we do? I'll point you towards it. It's about this big. Okay. We're getting uh, we're getting solar panels installed and big Tesla batteries, so that even in storms or whatever, we'll have four days of electricity. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And then we'll ration it off, and you know, no video games. I think that the supply line thing is a bigger deal than maybe that we're making it out to be. It's not just a lack of goods, but I think that's kind of one of the things that shows people what happens when competence steps aside. Mm. That it's now, oh, like there's literally things in my grocery store that I can't get because of decisions that are being made at a very high level that are affecting supply chains. Right. It's going to get scary. Centralization. Mm-hmm. We got. I'm going to read one more. Kyle Abrams says, Tim, I purchased a $25 membership, and it says I only purchased $10. How do I fix that? <gasps> okay. Um, email uh, members. Is it members at timcast.com? Yes, I imagine for member stuff. Yeah. yeah, but it could be something else. I don't know. On the website, and I apologize for the errors, guys. Uh, sometimes they might happen, but send those emails and uh, we'll make sure somebody gets to them as soon as possible and make sure you guys get squared away. And if you have any issues, just we'll we'll make sure we, we, we work through it and figure it out. And I will say uh, we'll, we'll make sure everybody is fairly taken care of. If you emailed tonight saying you're having issues, then we're going to we're going to put you in like if you're trying to get a ticket, but you couldn't get in and you emailed us about it. We're going to make sure that you oh, guys yeah. will we'll figure we'll, it out. Yeah, we're not going to leave you hanging because the whole point is we've been trying to do events since March and we got red taped up. So we decided, you know what? We can't just not do it. We need to do something and let's just book a venue and do it. And there's a really fun venue we found and they're like, yeah, cool, do whatever. And we're going to do it. It's going to be free. If you're a member and you are, we just show up. No. And, and then, you know, I, I mentioned. So I, I'll, I'll just do it one more time real quick for those that didn't hear. It's going to be in the Harper's Ferry area. Go to TimCast.com. If you're a $25 member, you will see it there. And uh, you can bring a plus one. So if you're a member, then you bring one more person with you. We're going to check memberships at the door tomorrow, assuming we don't sell out. It will then open up for all $10 members to RSVP. So if you want to, if you if you think you can wait for it, by all means, you can. But I really do think we only have 200 tickets. And then on the day of, as people are leaving, we'll allow members of the public to come in after they purchase a ticket or something like that. We got to figure out the ticket laws and how that works. It's not so it's not so easy just to have an event, but Ryan Long is going to be performing along with his uh, with Danny Polish truck who is in all of his videos. You guys know you guys probably know them from their videos. We're huge fans, we're good friends and we're really excited. The first person I thought of was like we got to get Ryan to come out and do stand up for everybody. That'd be so amazing. So that's what we're we're going to be doing. But I, I, I will I, I will now uh, wind things down. So thank you all so much for hanging out. Make sure you like the video, subscribe to the channel, and go to TimCast.com. Also, because we're going to have a member segment coming up at about 11 or so p.m., you can follow the show at TimCastIRL. You can follow me personally everywhere. Follow me on Instagram at TimCast. Wokel, did you want to shout anything out? Uh, I'm just want to say like, subscribe, follow the Center for Renewing America on Twitter. Uh, I'm Wokel Distance at on Twitter at Wokel underscore Distance, and I talk about postmodernism and critical theory, critical race theory, all that kind of stuff. If you're looking for an in to understand that world, um, hopefully I can help. Right on. It was weird being on the show without headphones, so I apologize if I was more dis 
combobulated as I <laughs> uh, usually am sometimes. But anyway, the shirt that I have on is a Venn diagram of our dystopia, and it highlights Brave New World 1984 and Fahrenheit 451. And if you like the shirt and it resonates with you, you could get one exclusively on thebestpoliticalshirts.com. And because of your purchases, I'm here, so thanks for having me. You guys are really, really awesome. Thanks for coming. Vocal, the man. You out-hippied me by far. <laughs> you look fantastic. The beard is great. It. That's like the headband's Hippie next level, level 100, hippie level 10. Yeah. Yeah. These are crystals. <laughs> he taught me everything I know. Yeah. <laughs> From my crystal to yours, my man. I'll catch you guys later. Thank you guys all very much for tuning in. I'm very excited for our event and for having Ryan Long on. Thank you guys for bearing with me and my ridiculous camera switches as I'm getting used to all of this stuff. You guys may follow me on Twitter at Sarah Patchlitz. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. We will see you all over at TimCast.com in the member segments, and we'll see you then. Bye, guys. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.